DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, thanks for all the support of the show. It's been great. We hit over a million streams already. It has been crazy at the growth of this thing and just very thankful that you would listen. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. The, we, we said, I'll just talk uh, a little candidly here. Whenever DraftKings approached me and said, do you want to do a sports show? Because I have a history of doing sports. I did a few years uh, hosting a show on Fox Sports. I filled in for some of the big shows in the weekdays at times. But I just did it because it was fun. And I mean, I, I just liked doing it. No other reason. I didn't play in the NFL. I, I mean, some of the guys did. But they, <laughs> no? Yeah, but, but they, you know, they've been doing it forever. So you just come to expect them to have sports knowledge. For example, like a Doug Gottlieb. He, played, he did play college basketball at Oklahoma State, though. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, I was using him as an example of just somebody I've listened to for a long time. Colin Cowherd. He played high school. He talked about it. Just high school football. But they've been doing it so long, and there's respect for these guys because they've been around it. I don't deserve any respect. But the fact that people listen and like it, and the show has grown so much, it is crazy because we set the expectation with them. They said, okay, here's what we need. We need about 100,000 streams an episode. And you know me. I'll say yes to anything and then just try to achieve it. I'll be like, we can do that. No problem. Thinking we could get there eventually. And so whenever it was time to go, okay, let's see what we've done. Where we should have been is like 450,000, something like that. And we were like 1.2 million. So, and that is in the early stages of this show. And it's growing every week. So just very thankful for you guys. So I'm, I'm going to roll off that, but wanted to say that we don't deserve your respect. And you know what? We may not even get it. You may just like to listen and laugh at us, not with us. Yeah, that's possible. All parts yeah. of it. But I will say that this has been really great and fulfilling. And Mike, would you agree with that? I would agree. I mean, from the beginning, it's been Mike and I putting it together and building it out. And Mike's a big, big part of the success of this show. So that being said, coming up, Colin Cowherd. Really want, Kevin, did you hear it? Yeah, yeah, parts of it, not the whole thing yet. You didn't go through in the fine tooth comb like it, usually. Yeah, no, I did. Okay, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you don't yeah. listen the to all of the it. The gist of it. I mean, not the whole entire thing that's from good. beginning to end. Yeah, that's but, good. But yeah, I go through and I cut and yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Like I really enjoyed talking with them. And the the fun fact from behind the scenes is there was some sort of tech issue. Don't know whose side it was because it was a computer thing. And I just heard Mike and Colin Cowher talking for like 15 minutes. I had to fix it. And it was like two normal people just going like, I don't know, man. The mic doesn't. I don't know. Wait, how do we get my this? Favorite thing. Yeah, they <laughs> just, it was like its own segment. If we'd had that recorded, you'd been like, that's crazy. That's Colin Cowherd <laughs> talking about his computer won't work or our computer won't work. Uh, so just a, a lovely guy, Jerry O'Connell on on Monday, and then I think Jordan Davis will be back in studio with us on Monday as well. Nice. Cool. So we're, we're we're hitting it, man. We're hitting it. I do have an update on Jerry Jones. And oh, the Dallas Cowboys situation. Come An on. unheard of update that I only got last night at like midnight. Yeah? Was, yeah. So I'll tell you in a little bit. Oh, no. Come oh. on. Come on. You're us I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit. I'll tell you in a little bit. All right. Let's warm up. Warm up question. Calisthenics. Everybody on the line? All right. Here's a question. What is your usual daily breakfast? Ooh, that's easy. Daily breakfast. Like, what? Tell me a little bit, bit about you, Eddie. Uh, I got a boiled egg, two boiled eggs in the morning, and then a protein bar. And what, what, All right, what? show can start now. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> well, you had to do it while I was well, talking I was, about I, breakfast. I, could, I was forgetting. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I forgot to do the start at the end. I thought you were blowing a whistle on my egg. No, no, no. What no, is the We can do the show now. Sorry, Eddie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two boiled eggs, protein bar, and a banana. Every day? Yeah, every day. 
Are they boiled eggs from the gas station or do you boil them? No, I boil them myself every Sunday. All for all week? Yes. And mm. do you crack them already? No, no, no. They, you do that in the morning? I do that in the morning. That's annoying, the cracking mm. it and peeling them all off. It is. It's why I don't eat oranges unless I'm sucking them. Excuse me? <laughs> you heard what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. heard what I said. I did not stutter. All right. I will not peel an orange and eat it like a normal human. I will only cut it and have it <laughs> and then suck on it. Do you remember like, I, I don't know if it was like a orange juice company or whatever, but they had a commercial where they would put a straw in the orange and drink oh, it. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I, I tried, made, I tried made that back 500 times and it never worked. It doesn't work. But you know what it does? <laughs> when you wrap your lips, put your lips on it and suck, suck it. on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Adam Hambrick, what is your usual daily breakfast? Oatmeal, cranberries, peanut butter. You guys kind of go through it. Good for you guys for, yeah. for preparing stuff. Yeah. Uh, kick off Kevin. What you got? Same. Oatmeal, yeah. oatmeal, oh, banana. Man. But we don't know it's the same bowl. It's them every morning. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, they wake up together. Go ahead, Kevin. What was it exactly? No, oatmeal, oatmeal and banana for the most part. And then some, maybe some almonds here and there. Instant oatmeal? Yes, of course. Right here. Right here in the studio, you know. Get, oh. that, get that minute and a half. Microwave Throw it in water, for a minute. Yeah. The water the, in throw the microwave. Throw some water in there. Go for a minute and then stir it up. Then go for another 30 seconds and add the banana after. Maybe a little honey if we're feeling good. So that ain't, that ain't super healthy if you're getting like kind of with all the sugar in it. Well, you try to get the, I know, not a lot of honey. I like, I'm not saying that's bad. I love oatmeal and I love the packet. <sighs> Maple and brown sugar. Yeah. Apple. All that's good. But I mean, there's a lot of sugar in that there's stuff. A, I agree. So yeah. you try to get the ones that are a little more on the less sugar side. I don't. I get the sugar ones. Okay. But he was like, oh, look how healthy that is. I want to make yeah. sure we know it's no. that version. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. I do love taking that water. You got to hit it just the right amount. Yeah. And you got to put it in the microwave. Probably giving yourself cancer by heating the water up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably, sure. right? And then you dump it in. And it turns out there's a little too much water in there. So you got to make your decision now. Do you take your hand and you cover the oats and you pour just a little out under your hand of the water so the mix is perfect? Or do you dump half of another bag in there that's how you and do come it. to the thing the problem is then you got another half bag mm-hmm. well might as well make it the full bag or sometimes what i will do yes then you put just a little more water in there and dump the full bag and then you got two but then the problem is if you miss on that then you're three then you're full you don't yeah. eat another meal yeah. the whole day yeah. the and the whole thing you guys is, talking yeah. about yeah. what I'm, i don't eat oatmeal like i don't know what you're talking about mm. malto <laughs> meal does that count Mm-mm. no what? dog Okay. Grits, real, real oatmeal. I know grits. What do those taste like? I've seen those, but uh, real grits are are just kind of bitter. Then why do people eat that? Exactly. <laughs> put some cheese. Well, in oatmeal yeah. is Come also on. not good cheese itself grits. with nothing in. Oh, that's it, why. Right? You put that's all the why. Sugar. Yeah, or uh, fruit like yeah. Adam, yeah. something like peanut that. Peanut butter, man. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter. Peanut yeah, butter changes the game. Hey, Mike, what do you eat for breakfast? Protein bar and a black coffee. That's it. Damn, that's a man. That does right not there. seem healthy for someone who. Really invest in their health in all ways. It does not seem very healthy. Coffee is good for you. I'm not talking about what's not. That's not bad for you, but it's not like enough to fuel your body to get all that you need throughout the day. I'm pretty good with that. Been eating that for years. When is your first snack? Probably around now. I don't feel like that's enough. It's really? not, not enough fuel. It's not enough fuel for your body to even break the stuff down faster. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen Mike eat. Actually, now that I think about it, I never eat. <laughs> wow. I have a friend who had hemorrhoid surgery and then had to sew, sew his butthole shut after he had it. And the only way after the hemorrhoid surgery to get the butthole open was to use the bathroom so hard that it ripped back open. Oh, my God. Is this a true story? It is. <laughs> Dang. And so I was like, because he was talking about he wouldn't eat for a while because I had a hemorrhoid as well from when I was training for triathlons. I didn't even know what it was. I just know one day I looked down, there was blood coming out of my butt in the toilet. And I called the doctor, didn't know the doctor. I just called a doctor. And I was like, hey, I think I'm dying. That's how I led the call. And they were like, excuse me, what, what? 
uh, you know, you can call 911. I said, I bled in the toilet out of my butt. I didn't even answer their question of why did you not call 911? I would think I'm dying too. Yeah. I, I th- and she goes, oh, do you have a hemorrhoid? And I was like, lady, I was like 27. I was like, <laughs> I'm 27. Yeah. She was like, you probably have a hemorrhoid. I don't think you're dying, but why don't you come on in? And so I went in and I, you get up on the little bed and you lay over on the side and the doctor's like, all right, I'm going to, and you have this strange feeling that you need to make a joke and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. While the doctor's looking at your... While, butt, yeah, yeah. And, and while he's about to stick his finger in it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't, because I'm sure they've heard it all. And it's always a stupid joke <laughs> that's like from the 70s. Because you just want to say something to fill the gap. At least buy me dinner first. That's yeah. a, that, It's oh, always that's something one. like yeah. that. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. And so I'm over on my side, and he's putting the glove on. He's trying not to make a joke about it. It's very serious, but he knows it's uncomfortable for me. And I remember going... <laughs> Not typical Tuesday, huh, Doc? Something like that. That made no sense. So for him, it was. But for me, it wasn't. And he's like, I know him. It wasn't like my doctor. And so he puts the glove on and sticks his finger extremely far into my butthole. Big finger, huh? And I went like this. I went like, I went like this. I went, ooh. I remember making that noise. <laughs> Not as a joke, but that's what it felt. Because as, as the finger got further up, my voice was like, ooh. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I was. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> but I remember him going all the way in with his finger, deep, because he's feeling around for something. And I literally remember going, "Ooh, like that." Ooh, and he he he's like, oh, "That's common, you know, to feel like that." <laughs> <It's Ooh>. <laughs> and so I think he was just trying to like tell me, "You don't have to make jokes or make yeah, noises." Yeah. And so he goes, "Yes, sir. That's that. You, it looks like feel like you have a hemorrhoid on one side." He and, and I make another joke. I said, huh, "I didn't even been pregnant." <laughs> He didn't laugh at a single one of them. They all, they weren't that funny either, but you just have a knee when you're in that vulnerable place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, <laughs> pulls his hand out. And he's like, um, so let's talk about the root of this. So do you do any uh, strain? Do you strain on the toilet? It was, I think was his first question. I was like, not really. I don't, at the time I didn't have my digestion issues at all. I was like, not really. I just go and take care of business and get off. And he's like, okay. He said, what about... Do you do anything straining that's not bathroom, like lifting heavy weights? And I said, well, I've been training for this triathlon. for a lot. He goes, okay, runners get them a lot because for oh, for uh, overtraining. Mm. You ever had a hemorrhoid, Mike, from running? No. Oh, dang. So, <laughs> and he runs every day, yeah, like 16 miles, 20 miles. no big deal. And yeah. he had a conversation with me. He goes, if this is bad, we're going to have to have a surgery. And I remember thinking, oh, that would not be good. I didn't even like the finger. I'm not like, like a scalpel. I don't know how they do that. They open it all the way up. Like two loaves of bread, and then they go in, and then, gosh. And so, we didn't. We fixed it by some cream and stuff. And I never had surgery, but that reminded me of that because my friend, who's a big guy, big weightlifter guy, very in shape, he had he had it from lifting like squats and deadlift. And he said they so to make sure he didn't use the bathroom and tear it, they sewed his butthole shut. Oh. Dang! And the All the way back around. And the there only way to get it open was to strain it. That's like, uh, what's the movie, Human Centipede? Yeah. I didn't watch that. Crap. No. I didn't either. I just heard about it. Yeah, I don't watch that stuff. But yeah. they, they'd, send, they'd string everybody together. Yes. Like, oh. Who thinks of that? I think the food just God goes damn. all the way through all the people. Anyway, Mike, that's right. unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feel like you do better. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> How do we get up? <laughs> we wow. took a wrong turn wow. there. Or <laughs> or the exact right turn to get where we needed to go. <laughs> um so for me, I got a couple of different cereals. I love cereal. If I had food groups, I'd have four food groups. You make me the head, the general of health. 
I would go, okay, here are your four food groups, kids. I built a pyramid for food groups. Number one food group, smoothies. Nice. Number two food group, soup. Okay. Number three food group, cereal. And number four food group, something I call a grab bag. Whatever you want. It can <laughs> so be anything. All foods. It can be anything. Mm. So I have cereal every morning, and I have a couple. One's called Magic Spoon. Although, if you have a big bowl of Magic Spoon, there's not a lot of sugar in it, but it's somewhat healthy. It's expensive, and it's like a big bowl. It's almost a whole box. They trick you. It's like buying a bag of Fritos from the machine. You're like, oh, God. And you open it. There's like three chips in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. The worst. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's a really good cereal, but it's just a little too expensive for what they give you. Mm. So I do that, and there's another healthy one that I have too. And sometimes I mix them because I want the good taste and stuff. It's pretty healthy with the stuff that's really healthy and not that good at tasting. But I have cereal every morning. I do have a bar. Um, I have these drinkable yogurts now that are probiotic yogurts. Nice. I have digestion issues that are pretty good. Although this morning I had vanilla. Didn't mean to. Should have never been bought. Vanilla is not a flavor. It is not for me. I need the fruit to be of color of sort. If you were to say this is vanilla and vanilla was now red or green or something that was attractive to a kid, I would like it. But because vanilla is associated with just plain. 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 Yeah. Because vanilla is a flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bean. Vanilla yeah. bean. Yeah. But it's vanilla and I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. So I had that this morning and I, t- I texted my wife, can we please never buy the vanilla again? She could literally take a sticker of a strawberry and put it on there. Yeah. And I'd be like, this, this is great, babe. Because <laughs> I am seven. But then I have that, and I usually try to keep food in me until lunch. And then lunch. Grab bag. Oh, the grab I have for lunch. I have that group, the grab bag for lunch. So that's my breakfast. Um, thank you all for being here. Here's what's coming up. The update from the Cowboys. Yes. <gasps> Number two. My wife starts hallucinating in the middle of the night thinking my favorite podcast is talking about me. What? And wakes me up. And wakes me up. It is a bizarre story. I will tell you about it coming Weird. up. Colin Cowherd. We'll talk Devonte. All this, but first, let's go over to the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with Kickoff. What do you got, Kevin? As seven point underdogs right now, do you think Tennessee is still lacking respect against Bama this weekend? I think that is respect. Only a touchdown dog to Bama with their Very quarterback much. back. Yeah. I hear people saying that too, like, "Oh, Tennessee's so disrespected." Tennessee's not been good for 20 years. The occasional blip of, but not consistently. That is respect. Alabama, they've been great for so long. You're a touchdown or less underdog. That's just respect. Tennessee is getting respect. They they might actually go it to six. This you know we do this late Thursday. I could see it getting a point either side. I could see depending how people are are betting. But yeah, that that's respect. So I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll cut. I think Alabama's going to take them out and. You whoop them pretty good. Do Alabama? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think Alabama is going to take Tennessee out whoop them pretty good. 13. Yep. 13, 14, like 15 that. points. It was at seven and a half earlier in the week. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Do you 30. think the seven is because they feel like uh, Bryce Young is not playing? I think he is playing, though. I think but, that's every yeah. indication has been that he is going to I think play. Because it's, it's in Knoxville. It's the biggest game Tennessee's had. So yeah. three points goes to the home team regardless. Right. If it's an even game and it's at home, they'll give three points to the home team. So you got to think that they think that Tennessee is four points worse than Alabama. Mm. But that's a lot of that's all that's a lot that's of respect. A lot of, that's a lot of respect. So they, they look so good last week too. They they did. Shut up. <laughs> You're getting respect. Yeah. And I hear that's, it a lot because I'm here in, in Tennessee. Uh, right. But they're like, we're being so disrespected. You've been good for two months. 
And, and have they really you're getting played, respect. Have they, they played anyone? They have not really played anyone. They played Florida, which we see who Florida is. And they played LSU at Death Valley at 11 a.m. Them Cajuns didn't even have time to get hammered yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's funny. <laughs> they've played enough. They've played enough okay. teams to where if you play two middle-of-the-pack teams that could pop up on you, one usually mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So I, I say they've played a pretty good caliber of schedule for us to know that they could have a chance against Alabama, but I don't think Alabama will uh, will not cover. I don't think they'll not cover. Okay. Yeah, so they're getting respect. You, you saying 14? No, no, I'm not going to be able to bet that, but no, you no, can't no, but go. You're thinking I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to go over. I'm going to use DraftKings. Use the code Bobby Sports, although I can't use it anymore. <laughs> You've overused it. And you can actually make up a new spread. Right, so let's yes. yeah, you can tease let's it say however it, you want. Yeah, let's say it's minus seven for Bama. You could actually make it minus ten, and you get better odds. Yeah, more smiles, more smiles. You, you can it. make it minus one and get less smiles. Less smiles. So get an occasional <laughs> smile, <laughs> but you can do that. I do that. Yeah, but I think I'll, I'll I'll run it up on and have Bama whooping them pretty good. Okay. What happens is Bama hits you in the face hard, and you're like, oh, I thought I was ready, but oh my God, they're they're bigger, faster, and stronger. Now what do I do? Now we got to change our plan real quick, and then yeah. the wheels come off. Yeah, and Saban just says, yeah, thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. All right, what else? If USC wins at Utah on Saturday, do they get the respect that they deserve at number seven? They already get respect that they don't deserve because they're USC. And here's where it kind of mixes and matches. They're on the West Coast, so we don't see them as much. West Coast football, generally, in the past 15, 20 years, has not been as strong, so therefore it's branded as such. I mean, listen, Oregon did not set a good example early this year. People still look at that. Oregon comes in. All right, they're going to give Georgia whooped them. Probably not accurate to how good Oregon actually is. Probably not accurate to how good all Western schools are. But there is that association in our mind of nobody plays ball like the SEC or the Big 12 or the Big 10, depending on what year it is, right? Mm -hmm. so I think they already get more respect most of the time than they deserve because they're USC, where they lack a little bit of some of their players getting notoriety is because they're in the West Coast. But if any team is going to get any of that extra love, it's going to be USC. It's not UCLA. They haven't been good recently mm-hmm. at all. They've yeah. won a national championship. USC has. It's been a little bit. But the Liner days, yeah. Reggie Bush. It's still memorable yeah. right? in the I recent s- memory. saw a TikTok where Liner was on campus at USC going, hey, who wore number, I think number 11 or 7 yeah. or something? They were like, we have no idea. Yeah. It was him. Oh, wow. One person finally saw and knew that it was him. Sucks. It was funny. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was you. And I think they're pretty good. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. Are they a number 17? Maybe. I'm going to tell you, they're West Coast. I don't watch a lot of them. Yeah, I know. I haven't I seen one asleep. game. That's a, and that's what sucks about yeah, if you're crazy. out there. People don't see you enough. No. Um, yeah, I think it's fair. I think they're getting a, a good – they'll win. They got a great quarterback. They got a good head coach. They're building a program. They're going to be really good for years to come. I think they are where they are, and right about where they are is probably where they should be. Okay. Not like Kentucky, when they were the biggest fraud of all number seven. I was going to say, they're not Kentucky, I all, guess. Of not. all time. Of all time. <laughs> all right, what else? Which uh, two and three team from last year's Super Bowl is in more trouble for the remainder of this year, the Rams or the Bengals? And that is a good question. That's a really good question. And I'm going to say, and here's why, I'm going to say it's the Rams. I just think their offensive line is in much worse shape with not the hope that the Bengals offensive line has. I think with the Bengals, you're looking for gelling. You're looking for when is this going to click with all these guys, the guys that we brought in the offseason to actually make Joe Burrow's life better. With the Rams, they just don't have the folks. That They don't yeah. have the guys. They're begging for people to play better than they've ever played in their whole life. The Bengals are going, hey, play as good as you played before. 
but just with these guys. So I think it's a little harder for the Rams. I mean, Stafford just looks pedestrian, and not because he is, but because he doesn't have the time. He's, I, I still, but Burrow, though, he still looks great at times until he just gets walloped. Mm-hmm. And then he looks terrible, but Stafford just doesn't look very good ever, but he doesn't have time to look good. But I think it's the Rams. And I also think, I think they are going to have a harder time winning where they are than where the Bengals are. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Rams. That's a hard. But I, I think they both can still make the playoffs and actually make a push if they can kind of patch it up. The Cowboys ran through the Rams because the Rams didn't have an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like I think the, that broke their hearts, though. The Cowboys' defense is really good. And they're going to be really good all year. They may have an off game or two. But the Rams' offensive line was what made the Cowboys look great. Yeah. yeah I can't wait for the Cowboys to play the Eagles. I know. That's I, would, I would love. I cannot wait. I would love for Cooper Rush to go off for like 250. I don't need. I'm not asking <laughs> for, for what. I'm, why, why do you want that though? Huh? <laughs> why do you want that? Just stick it to Dak. I think it will be. Well, let's hold off on. That. I want to hear more about this. I think it will be hilarious <laughs> if we're they getting, got. No, we're getting there. Let me tell you. Oh, you t- you ask question about well, that? Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting there. good. We're getting. There. I want to hear this. I can't wait. I hope he goes off for like two fifty. I hope he throws only two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> has like 31 yards rushing. Huh. And an interception, but it was only because it bounced off the receiver's hand. Okay. So that's my thoughts on what I would like to see happen. But go ahead, Kevin, with the next question. Well, next question, with the Cowboys, they haven't allowed multiple touchdowns in a game this year. Will the Eagles be the first team to do it? Yes. Probably. Yes. Uh, yes. The Eagles are, I mean, they're weapons galore. Yeah. And so the goal is take weapons galore and just make them Oh, weapons. They scored. They scored 28 <laughs> points. If the, if they can keep them 24, I think the Cowboys have a chance with a great offensive output to put up 27. That's a lot of points for the Cowboys because it's not like their offense is, but they're not, they're not asking their offense to do a lot either. No, they're really not. Mm-mm. And it maybe it's because they know that Rush can't or odds are he won't or Let's just not push it because yeah. our defense is doing it. And maybe exactly. the defense is setting the tone every single game where they're making that decision on, okay, we're going to call the plays based on how the defense is doing. And if they're setting us up, we're not taking any big chances. Uh, so uh, here's what, here's why, Eddie. I love a quarterback controversy. <laughs> I don't care where it is, as long as it's not Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I love a quarterback controversy. I love whenever somebody, don't care who it is. I liked when Dak was the fourth-round guy. And he was a quarterback that the Cowboys didn't know what they were. I rooted for Dak because not a guy drafted in the first round. Yeah. He can be the star. The same reason I root for Cooper. You got to think about Rush. Uh, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. Who knows? Uh, one of those Michigan with an arrow on it. So, and Mike, you can look that up for me. We don't have to fact check, but you can just say. But maybe Central Michigan? Central Michigan. Thank yeah, you. there you go. A guy who is undrafted, who gets put on a practice squad, gets cut from the practice squad. The Giants pick him up, put him on their practice squad. They cut him from the Giants practice squad. The Cowboys sign him back to their practice squad. He only even gets a shot at the team because Dak gets hurt, comes in, starts, and wins. You've After done your he research get, on Cooper Rush. No, I'm just brilliant. He's got a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I understand the I love an underdog, and I love a quarterback controversy, and it's yeah. all things I like in once. That's great, but I don't want it at the expense of wins and losses. Like, it's like, not. No, win. No, no, win. no. no here, here's the deal. No, like, win. We know Dak is a better quarterback. We know that we've seen Dak perform. We know he's we a good quarterback. We should look at their winning percentages total of well, both of them. you got to do the averages of the games. Because I think Dak was 100%. Cooper, yeah. 
How many oh, games? Oh, sorry. Cooper 100%. Dax is... <laughs> yeah, but Dax, is play, Dax played like 50 games or 100 games. Hey, I think sample size... 100 games? Big, <laughs> well, sample size big enough for okay, us. all right. Numbers don't lie. Yep. <laughs> I would like to see the Cowboys win, and I would like to see the, him... Rush played just good enough to keep the conversation annoying. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's a great. That's a great. Is goal. it Adam? I like that. Is, no, it? I, is it? I'm. I'm. I'm a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan. I'm since a Cowboys fan too. Now. <laughs> you not sound Welcome like one. Party. No, I. I do. I just. I love. I love that they're getting good enough quarterback play uh, right now with Dak being down. That it. That it does. It makes it interesting. It's fun. It's fun to watch. You got to think if this wasn't a conversation, that means the Cowboys would be, losing, be losing all the games. I get it. Yeah. You got to be thankful. That this annoying conversation even gets to yes. happen, and I am, and I am thankful that we're winning. But that's it. That's but all. That's what was going to happen if you won. We, if you won every single game, this was going to be a conversation. It was. I, I so be thankful that it's an annoying conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but you're we, in the news. But we are going to find out this week because Cooper Rush is going to have to do more than than, than throw what he's one been doing. Touchdown. And he's going to throw for two fifty, two touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> but it's going to be, be tipped off, off of a Cowboys. <laughs> but it's not going to be totally his fault. It'd probably be a little high, but he should have made the catch. <laughs> And right. he'll rush for like 31 yards on a couple of plays where his protection Cooper broke rush down. is not down. running 31 exactly, yards. which is why he does. Okay. <laughs> It'd be too because they don't they're not going to spy him. Yeah. So <laughs> breaks down. He's like, wow, look at this. I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. Put that on your prop. Bit. It's going to be go. great. Okay, uh, is that it, Kevin? One more. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog at home for the first time in his career against the Bills. Are you surprised by this? I am surprised, even though it is Josh Allen, and even though. The Bills and the Chiefs, that's the rivalry now. That's the one. You always have one. That's yeah. it. That's the one. You wish for, and you have to get lucky for it to happen. You wish that you could see a rivalry in the Super Bowl. We haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. But we got to see it in the playoffs last year. It was awesome. It was one of the greatest games we've seen in 10 years. Yeah. The two best quarterbacks in the NFL probably will play again in the AFC Championship against each other. They'll play in the regular season. I mean, this is Peyton, Brady, early stages of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not comparing each one individually to either one of them, but you wouldn't have said that about them then either as far as being the greatest of all time and maybe the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, it would have been except for Brady. I mean, maybe the second greatest quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning. Yeah. So I, it's weird. I think Patrick, if I were picking right now starting a team, I'd take Patrick Mahomes number one. If we were drafting players straight up. Mm-hmm. But if you said Josh Allen, I would get it. It's hard to stop. He got a cannon. He can run. He can run through you. And he's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. You have to, you talk about a spy. You can't ever let him just play quarterback. You've got to also play him as a running back. Yeah. And even, even during a passing, if you know it's a passing down and he's dropped, you still got to watch him. Because if it breaks down, he can go for 17 or 31 or 31. <laughs> that magic number. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I am still surprised because the, I feel like the Chiefs are, when they're on, they're unstoppable mm-hmm. offensively. Yeah. And they don't have, wide receiver-wise, like, the guy. I mean, Kelsey's the man. Uh, Kelsey's the man, but. but it, right. From, like, from the outside, they don't have yeah, that. no one. And it's yeah. crazy to watch Valdez scaling, you know, to watch yeah. uh, Hartman, to watch all these guys. Juju. Yeah. There will be brief glimpses of, holy crap, but then they disappear mm-hmm. for three quarters. Mm-hmm. Man, Kelsey, that four touchdowns, Jeez. good God. I haven't been in fantasy. I thought we talked about it on the show. I was just like, I was begging him, stop. I'm embarrassing my the I'm playing. <laughs> I was like, you guys got to stop. You guys got to stop. I say, like, white flag. Kelsey, I'm, you're, on my, you're on my guy, but, you know, no moss, no yeah, moss. This is brutal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm surprised just because they're so good. You would think it would be... 
Four? You give him three, three plus one? Yeah. Because it's in Buffalo. No, it's no, in it's Kansas no, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Kansas City, you're right. Oh, I, I'm really surprised. Yeah. And it was three. I checked a couple days ago. It was three. Not just one, one and a half. It was three. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that. whatever. I can't say he's going to win the game. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. They're going to win the game. All right. That it? That's it. Hit it up. The stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle with Kickoff Kevin. Hey, what's up? It's Kickoff Kevin here. And if you're like me, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school. But guess what? It's never too late to start learning with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off the list. For me, I've been learning Spanish lately because I didn't take it in high school and I regret it. But now with Babbel, on the way to work, I can do it. On the way home, I can do it. If I'm sitting in traffic, I can do it. These bite-sized lessons are the way to go. And with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel, mm-mm. They use lessons that were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. And right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months just for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code BOBBYSPORTS, all one word. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code Bobby Sports. Okay, you want the update for the Cowboys? Yes, Please. I do. So if you're on this show for the first time ever, I just emailed the Dallas Cowboys website. That was it. I emailed the first person I emailed. I got a bounce back. This person doesn't work there anymore. Like that's how non-connected we are and we were. And also if you can go, well, you talk to famous people all the time on your radio show. I'm not sports people. They don't even know who I am. Like no clue. And so I got a bounce back. Hey, Charles doesn't work here anymore. You can contact his... You know, predecessor. So I did. Called you. Hey, I'm, I don't want to do any interviews. Okay, cool. Well, here's, if you ever want to, here's what's up. Here's who I am, what I do for a living. Oh, okay. Well, well, we're interested. We didn't know that. It looks like you, this is a serious thing. Because it is. I'm not trying to gotcha them. I really exactly. wasn't. This wasn't about that at all. It isn't about that. I think it would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we'll talk to Mr. Jones. And it got delayed for a while because I don't know how often they talk to Mr. Jones. Mm. And so finally it was like, hey, he's interested. How will this be recorded? And then they hit me back again. They're like, hey, what if we didn't record it? What if you came to Dallas for a home game? Well, what sucked was that I, I looked at the schedule and I literally only had one date. And we went through it on the morning show. Everybody's like, why do you only have one date? Well, I have contractual commitments the other times. It's hard for me to just, I mean, I can't. I have a show in Vegas one night. I have a show here. Yeah, I, have, I thought it was like hair appointments. I have or something, Thanksgiving. It's not, it's no, stuff. it's stuff where I get sued if it doesn't <laughs> yeah, work <real> out. <laughs> and so I only sent one date back to them, which I thought might be an issue because I'm like, hey, I appreciate this very generous offer. Here's the one instance I can do it. Not a cool thing to say back. And I understand that too. I was like, if you guys can't do it, I get it. Um, so last night, like 11.30 or so, I opened my email. <laughs> we were we were working late. Dog was injured. Yeah, the whole thing. They had sent it way earlier in the day, but it had been like five days. So from Tad Carper, who is the senior vice president of communications, and I had said, "Hey, can I go December 11th? That's the that's the one date I have." 
And I, I think I might have said, too, we can do it next year if it doesn't work. Just trying not to be so it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so Ted Carper wrote me last night. Bobby, let's go ahead and schedule December 11th for this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and I told him, I said, hey, here's who's coming. It's me, my executive producer, and, vid- uh, and audio guy, Mike, my video guy, and my wife. And I sent pictures of all of you guys in your Instagram pages, like a fact check you and background check you or whatever they, what kind of checks they do? STD check? I don't know. What they do. <laughs> okay, we're good. So he knows what the plan was for me. I wanted to be very upfront that I, I wasn't showing up at 12, but I had a small crew that I have to bring with me, mostly because you're cowboy fans. I mean, I could probably just walk up to my phone and record it if yeah, I'm being honest. No, you can't. Yeah, right. It's not possible. Right. You're right. I really couldn't because we really want to do video. We want to do it right and be able yes. to put it in all these channels. So Bob, let's go ahead and schedule December 11th for this. Oh Would gosh. it? Well, then he has. They have an ask. It's amazing. No, no, no. They have an ask, no, which, I, I know. which makes it a little harder here. Would it be possible for you to all arrive Saturday night so we can get started early Sunday morning, including riding to the game with Jerry in his helicopter? Oh, oh my oh god! My oh god. my goodness! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. Are you making any of this up? Eddie might. Just oh die. my gosh! This is Eddie. crazy. Okay. Oh my. All right, all right. Keep reading, buttons. Keep reading. I'm, I'm just going to start over uninterrupted. Oh, sorry, sorry. Bobby, let's go ahead and schedule in December 11th for this. Would it be possible for you all to arrive on Saturday night so we can get started early Sunday morning, including riding to the game with Jerry in his helicopter and taping at the stadium pregame, then enjoy the game from his suite? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Honestly, dude, this is crazy. Eddie might cry. This is crazy. He's going to cry. I was about to curse really bad. Uh-huh. That's, this is nuts. I agree. I just sent an email to the team. That's insane. What else? Well, there's nothing else. Is there, are there drinks? Drinks included? What? I'm sure. Yeah, there will yeah. be in the suite. Oh God, it's the owner suite. Yeah. Dude, we're going to be hanging. We're going to be on TV. When they show Jerry and Steven, it's going to be us right next to them. I'll be cleaning his glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's not Steven doing it this time. That's Bobby Bones. What's great, too, because after I read it the first time, I was like, that's really generous of them to offer. And that's super cool. And I thought, does everybody get to ride in the helicopter? Yeah. That's literally what I thought. Like, how big is the helicopter? Oh, yeah, it's big. I saw it on Hard Knocks. It's big. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Well, and he lands I- it. He lands it on a star. Really? Yeah, yeah not is. the middle star, not the 50-yard line, but like its own star. <laughs> right I wonder if I can ask field. for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's what I read, though, that that's, um, gave me some clarity about the situation. Again, he says, let's go ahead and sketch. I felt like when I was dating and I'd be reading girls. Oh, what did she mean? I'd be like reading into texts mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. He says, would it be possible for you all to arrive Saturday night so we can get started early Sunday morning? Oh, my God. This is crazy, dude. I, I feel like that's all. Oh, that, he said all. all. Like all, like not just arriving, but all yeah. in the helicopter. All of us. And I, and I replied back. I said, hey, that sounds awesome. I said, in a warm helicopter, I'd be great because picture me in the last one. And it's me hanging off of Bear Girls. <laughs> you did? You yeah, said- <laughs> I said that back. Love it. That's Love funny, it. man. That's good. I was like, great. I said, I will um, reach out the week before. And we'll make sure we're all on the same page. And thank you very much. Oh, my. Super cool. Man. Let's go to the two Cowboys fans who, right now, this is still happening. Mike D., what do you think? I would say this is a dream come true, but this is something I could never possibly have dreamed of. Being a Cowboys fan since I was a kid, I couldn't even afford to go to a game. But to go to a game like this, this is insane. Eddie? this is That's a great way to put it, Mike. I would never expect anything like this, dude. I mean, I'm thinking, what do I wear? Like, <laughs> like, what am I going to wear? Like, I would normally wear a jersey. I can't wear a jersey. Why not? 
Uh, I mean, hey, hey, Jerry's not wearing a jersey, dude. He's but, wearing a But Jerry's suit and the tie. owner. But you, you don't think Jerry loves passionate people yeah. about what Jerry? Yeah, yeah but creates? we're yes. see, this yeah. is tricky though because we're there to work. Do I show up in my cowboy? I hat think you with show up in whatever you love because you love the Cowboys. Oh my yes, gosh, this dude. is amazing, dude. I don't think he thinks you're coming in as some outside crew I brought in for the special occasion. I did say they're massive Cowboys fans. Have I ever told you I love you? <laughs> You know, I don't know, probably, but I don't know. I that, love you, dude. Thank you. I love you, man. Not like this. Like, I really love you. Usually we're naked. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is unbelievable. Oh, my So God. let's, we have this great expectation. It's going to be fun. My natural reaction is I don't want to get too excited because it may not happen, mm -hmm. right? Because just in general life. Oh, I, I, I'm past that. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I'm heartbroken. Like, it's it. Well, don't put that pressure on me because <laughs> I... I'm just saying the way you do it is different the way I do it. Mm. I'm already... I pictured myself in the helicopter already. I picture myself getting COVID the day before. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. See, that's, how, that's why we're no. different. Or Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it's everything that can go wrong. Like, that's just my natural... So we are, as of now, wow. going on that day. Dude. And yes. they've invited us to go with Jerry Jones in the helicopter and go record it before the game, watch the game in the suite. da 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 Oh, my God. That's insane. That's so cool. <laughs> but uh, thanks for being excited for them. That's so cool. I'm excited yeah. for you guys too. Yeah. It's cool for me because I'd like to do the interview. Oh, so we get the interview. Yeah, that to me, I like to sit and talk with them. I've met them a couple times, but to actually, when you uh, when you meet somebody with the purpose of interviewing them, you get to go to a lot of places you don't get to go in a normal social setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to them, and I got a lot of questions about, not even so much about the Cowboys this year, but just general where he comes from, why he thinks this way, why he. Strategically takes certain risks. Okay, I'm just I'm a fan. It's amazing. So there well, you go. What am I going to talk to him about in the helicopter? I don't. I, you know, I don't know that the headset will go from yours to his. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. I don't get one of those. I don't know. I don't know, Eddie. <laughs> I didn't ask that. Jerry. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do an, a quick update, real quick, on the coaches you guys have booked. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the schedule. I don't see anybody here. Okay. Um, Oh, I saw Kevin right No, No, so last week we left it at, I didn't get another one drawn. That's true, but we yes. also had the ability to book any coach. Right, I did, okay, so yeah. Okay, so we're just going to do a little update. We can draw here in a second, but yeah. I'm going to give you a little update on something for me too. Okay, Eddie, update on who you have or who don't have or what you did or didn't do. I found do. out who I have. I have Brian Harson, Auburn head coach, and I've got a contact. Got a contact. I reached out. I did my little template email, sent it out. I have not heard anything yet. I've only I only sent it out yesterday though, so... There's a big game coming up this weekend. I'm sure maybe on Monday I'll hear something back. You're sure on Monday? I like I, it. I would think I'd hear something back. Because my email is similar to yours, where it's just like, you may know me from Bobby Bone Show, uh, Syndicated, uh, Raging Idiots, and then I put pictures of our albums on there. Children's records. Children's <laughs> records, comedy records. Yeah, number one. I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to do your pitch, but that's an interesting <laughs> approach. <laughs> you don't think that's going to work? You know, I like it. Okay. Maybe it works. I mean, I figure that's how you got Jerry. That's how I'm going to get this guy. Yeah. Maybe it's because Auburn season's a joke right now. Maybe is that, is that what no, it is? No, I don't think. He, I've seen him do a couple interviews. I saw him oh, do you have? With 24-7, yeah. Oh, that's he great. said with Brandon Marcello, who came on our show. Oh, that's perfect, then. So I don't know that that would be the approach. What I what I would do, mm, can't do that. I can't tell you, right? Mike, yeah, you can't tell No, no, no. He can give no, advice. No, Bobby no. can't. No. I can't. Never mind. No. All right. Uh, okay. Can't wait to hear Monday. All right. Mike. I still have my initial coach, Coach Wilcox from Cal. They're coming off a loss, coming off a bye week, so I'm waiting until they win Boom. to hit them back Follow again. Follow back up. I like that strategy. Kevin? So we didn't reach out last week, but I reached out to Boise State's Alex Avila because I have uh, a couple of players that I used to coach in high school there. 
I have three players that are there right now. What the? What, the, what do you? Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, so, you're burying the headline. You coached so in high, high school. So I coached high school football in California before I moved out here. Let's come back to that in a minute. But yeah. go ahead with your coach story. Okay. So I reached out to their communications guy. Send them an email. Same thing. I've been, you know, Bobby Bones, blah blah blah. And then um, that was on Monday, I believe. And I haven't heard anything back. But I also did reach out to one of the players and told him, "Hey, this is your uh, communications guy. Talk to him. See if you can get something." And even he said it's it's kind of impossible to get the coach during the season. I heard kind of. But, yeah, kind of. But there's a chance. So I'm waiting to hear back. There's there's a chance. Hold on, hope, boys. Mm-hmm. Wilson Phillips said it best. Mm-hmm. Hold on for one more day. Never gonna say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Adam. Uh, I'm working an end around, so they they gave me the they gave me the same thing where they say they say we can't do it during the season. Uh, who? I gotta remember the guy's name. Send me an email. But I have a friend. You're no, no, no. What coach? Who's right? your coach? Oh, Josh Heupel. At Tennessee. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see. You know, Tennessee gets that big win. This yeah, he made scream from the rooftop. Yeah, I might, might want to talk to yeah. anybody. So, um, so we're I'm kind of working an end around the communications guy who has a friend in the in the athletic. Yeah, it's department. always about getting to the guy who knows the guy yep. way more than getting to the guy because you'll never get to the guy. No, like there are people that want to get stuff to me all the time, and I'm not the guy, 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 but I'm a guy. And and but the, that's not the key. The key is to get Mike D to trust you, and to think it's good. Then he'll that's be like, right. "Hey, have you heard this?" So you don't think Adam should talk about the songs he's written? It could. I don't think that lends a lot of credence to the, why he wants them. Uh, but what if they're fans of like Dan and Shay? Well, could if he could, if he wanted to come on and trick him, be like, "Hey, we're gonna talk about your favorite music of all time. Would you like to come do a music?" <laughs> and then we get him on and that's we ask possible. him why he's running the four three this week <laughs> instead of a. I think that's yeah. hit him with the old rope dope. That's good though. I, hold on, hold on tight, guys. You never know. I did send. Ball football message on Instagram. I don't know why. They popped up in my, when you hit the hourglass, it's something from Tennessee football. Mm-hmm. I think because I live in Tennessee, they think I'm a Vols fan because I oh. look at a lot of college football stuff. So I just hit message on there. I said, yo. I sent a random message to the random football account right here. I said, yo, Bobby Bones here. Would whomever's running this account have Coach Hypo hit me up? Here's my email. Thanks. Dude, that's baller. <laughs> have you gotten a response? No. Oh, so, well, that's not baller then. So do you win your 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 own five hundred dollars if you get Coach Hypo? Mostly it was just to see if somebody <laughs> would. Just, nothing, huh? Yeah, no, no, nothing. Who knows who's an intern, a student, or maybe they're working on it, or maybe they don't check all the DMs either. I don't. I see maybe five percent of mine. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna listen right now. Just checking in. That's all. I'm talking to the wind. Like, yeah, nobody's ready. I like that random DM though. Yeah, I I mean, that's what I did that. with the email to the Cowboys. That's crazy. Dude. Hey, can I see the hat, Kevin? And I'll yeah. draw. Who needs a new coach? Not me, not yet. Only not Kevin? Yet. Only one, not yeah. Yet. Okay. Or we can sit on the Boise guy. It doesn't matter to me. Well, you can get the Boise guy for yeah. free, but give me another okay. one. Me yeah, because the Boise guy is somebody you're tracking down, yeah. and you can get a free point, one free point to get you out of the negatives. Mm-hmm. If you can get any college coach that is not, they have to be FBS, FCS. Yeah, gotcha. It could be Temple. Gotcha. Not, can, not Incarnate Word. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. There you go. It's a tough one. Another one, really? You have a shot though, because this guy does a decent amount of press, and he's trying to get his name out about the program, and they're on a good little, good little uptick. Okay, who it's got? A man by the name of Shane Beamer from South Carolina. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. all right. I think you have an okay shot. It's definitely my best shot so far. Yeah. Okay, so that's all there. Cowboys good. Coach is good. Oh yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm asleep the other night, and I sleep listening to podcasts. I used to watch TV. It was difficult for our marriage because my wife never watched TV when she fell asleep. And I would sleep with the TV on. Most of that's rooted when I was a kid. I never had a bedroom. The TV in the living room just stayed on all the time. 
So I only feel comfortable going to sleep with the TV on. So, uh, Kevin, you'll learn about this later. You have to compromise in a marriage. I've only just learned it. And so I said, okay, I won't sleep with the TV on, so I'll sleep with the podcast on. And I listen to Bill Simmons. I listen to Ryan Rossillo. That's about it because that they usually cover the five nights. Mm-hmm. Simmons does three. Rossillo does three. I never get all the way through them because I fall asleep at some point. The end. I really enjoy both of them. So I have on the Bill Simmons podcast, and it's like one in the morning. My wife goes, they're yelling at you on the podcast. And I'm like, whoa, are you okay? What's going on here? She goes, they're yelling at you on the podcast. I'm like, no, Bill I thought maybe it had started the show podcast, or maybe she was thinking she was listening to the show in her dreams. So I'm like, no, no, you're, you're, that's not, I'm listening to Bill Simmons. And she goes, rewind the podcast. And I'm like, fine, rewound it. The basic proposition is that every team in the league, you can select their total wins or total losses. Every time a team wins, that's a skin. If you've selected that team's wins, every time a team loses, if you've chosen losses, that's a skin. And at the end of the year, you add them all up. Now, we stole this from country music superstar Matt Stell, who invited Friend me, of Verna. Friend of, of Chris Verna. Friend of my f- Matt Stell, isn't that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, no. Matt Stell. Yeah. Great. Fre- friend of Chris Vernon. And me. I hosted him to play golf. Lovely fellow. Yep. Single, top of the world, Matt Stell. Living the best life. That's sh- He's friends with a lot of heavy hitters, too. Bobby Bones, who's a radio guy. I, did, I didn't know him, mm. but he's in this league. Do you know Bobby Bones? You know what? He, out of nowhere, hit me up and said, I do a good job. Oh. Yeah, it was Bobby really Bones. nice. Priscilla so, loves go. nothing more than unsolicited praise is the way to his heart. Right, because Boston guys don't like other people getting praise. <laughs> They're freaking talking about me on this podcast. That your wife was right. That's so cool. I was like, That's why awesome. are I thought she was going bananas. And so, yeah, but I'm, that's the league I talk about where we buy teams. Yeah. And you went, I mean, that's what that that's is. the Cowboys one. Yeah, and I didn't know the house, who I listened to, Joe House, on with Bill Simmons, he comes on once a week, was part of our league. I had no idea. Oh, he's in it. Yeah, that's so. Because <laughs> I don't, there, uh, I think Scott Chandler, who's played for the Bills, is in our league. There's a former press. I don't. There's like six of us, but some of the guys have gotten with somebody else, and they do because it gets to be a bit expensive sometimes if you're losing. And so I don't really know because Matt Stell and I are good friends, the singer, and he's like, "You want to get in this league?" I'm like, "Of course." Are we gambling? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." I said, "I need I need reasons to get involved so I can watch all the games." Honestly, it's not so much about the money part, but if I'm playing fantasy, I'm watching. Stupid games I'd never watch, and it helps with the show, helps in general. And I said, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll get in." So, and I was like, I "Also, want to buy the Cowboys so I could be better friends with Mike and Eddie, and That's right. do that." That's brought us real close. Mm-hmm. You want a helicopter? Yeah, you have it, in boys. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that podcast, they're yelling that crap out, and so I didn't know Joe, who I listened to. So I, I get on the text thread. We all have in the scans. I don't know any of the numbers except Matt Stell. All of them are numbers, and I get on there. I go, "Is House in this group?" And he goes, "Who wants to know?" Just being funny because we don't know who each other is. Some of us don't. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, dude, Bobby Bones, I'm a big fan. And he was like, holy crap. Blah, blah, blah. The end. Dude, the That's only hilarious. That's yeah. really cool. Funny, huh? But I, I thought she was crazy. I was like, yeah, baby, you're out of your mind. You know what I heard in that clip? Pearl Jam. And I'm like thinking. That's why the do- opening song every Bill, yeah. Bill Simmons Why show. do we have to have the generic version of S- Simple Dude? I don't know if he pays for that, but it's a whole thing. He goes, all right, let's go to start the show. And it plays yep. down, down. It's legit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm a huge fan. I don't know how we have to credit them. That's big time. But I listen I all the time. you just did. Yeah. Big fan. I've, and so then he hits me, and he goes, Joe, we're, we're talking. And I went a little fanboy. I just really like what he does. And we talked a little bit, and 
he remembered us when we were drafting because I was hitting on my golf simulator while he was while we were all drafting on the computer because I had the screen up on the sim the front of the sim. Yeah. And he was like, because he does a golf podcast, he's a big golf guy, and he goes, "Bro, if I'm ever in Nashville, I want to come hit your, your simulator." And I was like, "Come by whenever." And then he hits me this morning. He goes, "How do we go through this whole wonderful intro connection, and you leave out that Tyler Parker is your brother-in-law?" Now Tyler Parker writes for the Ringer. Tyler Parker has been is on Bill Simmons' podcast a lot. He's written a bunch of books. So I was he was like he's seriously one of the very very best. That, and I was like, yeah, Tyler's my brother-in-law. I said, how about this other guy, Jason Gallagher? I know there. And so we have all these mutual friends that work in sports. That's crazy. And Jason is one of the big producers and partners in the Old Man in the Tree, uh, Reddick's podcast. He travels with them. That's like his guy. They developed that thing together. So these are all my friends who do these shows and brother-in-law. So apparently we're all cousins. Wow. You guys are intertwined. No, who knew? The end. That's cool. Dude, yeah. I just picture I, I picture young you. Like just young you in Mountain Pine, Arkansas, loving sports, whatever. And like not I mean, look what you it's crazy your life, how you know all these people in weird ways. And they're just like, dude, you know this person? Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm person. related to one of them. Like as a it, brother in law, I have nothing though. to do with that's, being cool. That's the next level. And that's his best friend is Jason, who I married into the family. Doesn't matter however you got connected. It's just crazy that everyone But it's just, not connected by anything I've done except well, I got successful and got a hot, cool wife. I mean, I guess maybe that's Well, it. yes, and yeah. then they know you're Bobby Bones, too. Who? Well, you listen to that podcast, they're like, oh, you know Bobby well, Bones. Bill Simmons is like, I don't know who that is. But most people don't right. know who that is. Right, but now he does. But, yeah, and I it's actually, badass, I dude. listened to Rosillo, and I, Jason and Ryan are friends, and I hit Jason up. I was like, hey, is Ryan oh. a good dude? Because I listened to him a lot. He's like, yeah, he's a great guy. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to send him a message because I think how he's transitioned and pivoted is awesome. So I just sent him a DM randomly. He's like, hey, dude, I listen to you all the time. Like, great job. Love the brand now. And we talked a little bit, and that was it. Never thinking it would come up three months later in yeah. a podcast. But I just randomly – I like to tell people when they're doing a good job, hey, you're doing a really good job. And it could have come off as creepy because I straight DM'd him. He's the best. Yeah, and I was just He's like, awesome. yeah. I was like, man, you do a great job. I just yeah. want to say, you know, I, I, would, I would eat your body here. I said that. <laughs> yeah. You did? No. no. <laughs> All right, I want to go over to uh, the Colin Cowherd uh, interview. We'll come back with some more stuff in a second. But let me present to you, speaking of awesome people who it's crazy that I get to talk to and that said yes – I love Colin Coward. I will say it. I love him. He was awesome to talk to. He was very generous. You'll hear this here. Just uh, was a really cool moment for me to talk with him. And this is our half hour or so of myself with Colin Coward. Hey, Colin, first off, just been a massive fan for, I'm just going to start with this and we'll move to the real stuff, but for like 15 years, like diehard, massive fans. Oh, geez. So to be able to sit and talk with you for just a few minutes, like it's a real thrill for me. So thank you. Oh, of course. Yeah, your career's exploded. Oh, it's just amazing. They're really behind you at the company. I think it's great. So what? I'm curious at how other people do their creative endeavors. And before, because I, I do want to go back to when you were a kid, but I want to know what your day is like, meaning I watch a show and I DVR it, so I do get to watch or I'll hit the podcast. And so I see and I hear, but people don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff. What time do you get in in the daytime, and how many people do you sit with before a show and go over ideas or segments uh get up at about 5 40 uh leave my house at about 6 there at 6 15 put the contacts in walk upstairs and it's about an hour and a half process um used to be about two hours but we've got a really good crew i would say there are three four five six seven eight nine people in the room um they've got about 10 stories laid out for me i pick probably four 
Um, and then they just keep throwing ideas at me. I usually come in with something to say on one or two. I have kind of a, a, a worldview on how I view each story. And then I just like them to pitch ideas and funny lines and argue and any way we can sandpaper it to get the most interesting take. Um, you know, I tell young broadcasters all the time, don't be consumed with being right. It'd be great to be right, but be interesting. Find the most interesting angle on something. And uh, that's what we really strive for. Just And I've done it long enough, Bobby, where I can kind of sense like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard anybody say that on that story. And I, by the way, I'm always hoping to be right. But what I think is uh, you're probably curious. I think I'm curious. I'm looking for angles on stuff. And I like the the why better than the what. Like, why is this happening? I can see what is happening. I think 99% of sports talk show hosts tell me what I see. I like to be the 1% that says, this is why you're seeing it. And, you know, a lot of times I'm wrong. <laughs> My theory is wrong. But I think a lot of the times um, that's what we're always seeking, kind of the why, why something is happening. You know, it sounds to me when you describe what you do, there's still a passion in your voice about what you do. And to be doing it at such a high level for so long, to still have that passion. Like, what is it? What happened in your childhood with me? It was just growing up a food stamp kid and a welfare kid. But what is it for you that keeps you just driven toward this, this success, really, that no one else has had like you've had it? Well, you know, you know, I had all the things necessary, probably. Uh, childhood divorce, high school acne, uh, girls <laughs> not dating me. <laughs> um, uh, the divorce left me very poor. Um, always felt loved, but kind of a, a, a reluctant. My mom was sort of British. Um doting kind of protective um you know dad was a really decent guy um small town doctor but very career driven um maybe i felt ignored and wanted people to pay attention to me i knew what i wanted to do at a very early age but i also felt um and it's not sad but i felt i was kind of on my own like it's not that my parents weren't there for me i mean you know, I, I I never felt never verbal abuse or I wasn't loved, none of that stuff. But I always kind of felt um, my dad was a workaholic. My mom was British, didn't really wasn't going to help me a lot in my career, and so I always felt sort of um um the word escapes me. I, I would say if I needed to be self reliant. And if and if I didn't succeed, then I I wouldn't succeed if I didn't make my own path. Um, and I you know I tell my kids this all the time is that I don't I want to raise you so at twenty years old you don't need me anymore. Like that's kind of how I was raised, and I think that kind of fight and that survival mechanism has been really powerful for me. So um, you know I, I definitely child of divorce. Um, a sister that was five and a half, six years older. So by the time I was in high school, she was out. Um, you know, we weren't close. No, no 18 year old girl wants to hang around a 12 and a half year old boy. Right. And so I, and I lived, it was rural. So I didn't have this wide social net of friends. I mean, every house was, you know, a ways away. So you kind of had to make up your own fun. And I would make up, uh, batting lineups on a piece of paper and do the play-by-play -play and play wiffle ball by myself. And and 
and play basketball sometimes by myself and shoot baskets. And, you know, I was a Laker. It's Jabbar over to this player, over to that player, 18 footer. Good. Talk to myself, still do a lot. Um, so that independence, self-reliance still kind of, you know, it thrives in me today. You know, rural, that's how I describe where I'm from too. I'm from a small town in Arkansas, like 700 people. And there was nobody to tell me that I couldn't do anything, but nobody actually knew you right. could outside of where you lived. There was a mill, it's a sawmill town. And so they weren't saying you right. can't go and do a TV show or a big radio show, but they definitely weren't saying I could. And the same thing about you, like who told, who put it in you, who instilled in you that, there were these dreams that no one around you had actually reached out and touched, but that you could do it. Um, that's a good question. I, I think that is a good question. Who instilled these dreams? I think I always felt like an underdog. Like when I went to college, um, I always had that chip on my shoulder. Nobody thought I could do it. Um, you know, I didn't, have a lot of money. I had to work while I went to school. And I think there's a survival thing. I think, I don't know if anybody told me I could or couldn't do it. I just remember my mom when I was about 13 years old, 12 or 13 years old, telling me one day I was reading the paper. She goes, you know, you just can't read the sports section. That just can't be it. And I said, yeah, it can. <laughs> I am going to work in sports. I am going to work in sports and I know it. And I just, I just at a very early age, you know, I quarterbacked my high school team. I was a little taller than some guys, a little more athletic. I always said, you know, I dated like a cheerleader. I always had kind of, even though I was kind of goofy, I, I kind of had this confidence about me. And, and uh, you know, I can remember when I was, you know, 17 to 27, you know, and I was in Vegas. I remember, you know, I would date women or go on dates and they'd be like, man, you're, you are driven. Like you, you just, you are, they're like, you know, you'd be impossible to marry. You're like you're married to your career. And I would be like, yeah, it's great. It's a great career. It's a great life, you know? And then all of a sudden you have kids. I, I get married. It's thirties. But I think, I think, um, Bobby, I just think I was so driven and that comes from loneliness and, uh, you know, just sort of this small town underdog, underdog mentality. Uh, and I think it's just always been in me. I don't know if it was engineered by anybody. I don't, if it was, I don't remember it. Um, but I always knew. I can remember when I was young, just thinking I had no doubt in my mind I was going to be like a network sportscaster. It never. And when I went to college, and people didn't care as much as I did. I remember thinking, this is my competition. And then I went to Vegas and got a job, and the people I worked with didn't care as much as I did. So every step of the way, I was like, man, I am really into this. And other people think it's just the job. And so every market I went to, it was like, man, they just don't love it like I do. They don't think about it. They don't dream about it. They don't plan for it. They don't construct their day around it. So I just, I kept being um, reminded how much I loved it. And if I worked hard, how I could get there. And it was just step after step after step after step. And that passion, that confidence just grew as I'd be I joined clubs or stations or radio stations or TV stations, and I could just tell it was a job for people, and it was more of a mission for me. I talk to my therapist a lot about balance because I, like you, have just been uh, consumed with right. me having this humongous chip, probably much bigger than I should have, but in trying to yeah. prove people wrong. And now I try to pr prove people right. Like I'm at the point in my career where as I go, okay, I'm going to prove these folks right who have invested in me. And I've, I've done pretty good sitting on the old therapist couch, 
But I've been, I'm married now for the first time. I didn't get married until I was 40 years old. And balance is a struggle because I have been so consumed with what I do, which was my job. How in the world right. do you reach the level that you've reached and still achieve any sort of balance? Well, I've, I've had some balance, Bobby. What I really try to do, and it's not always easy, is live very much in the moment. It, is that when I'm around my wife or my kids, I really live in the moment. I just, this is going to be what I do. I went to Rome with my wife. I went to Italy for a week and and just put the phone down. Or I go to Turks and Caicos, take pictures, put the phone down. So try to live in the moment when I have these opportunities. Um, but I think it's a struggle. You know, I said this once to a therapist. I think I wrote about this once in my first book. I said, um, you know, when they, there's a lot of things that make people happy. If you Googled what makes people happy, they would say, um, animals, um, giving, um, good friends. You know what they never say? Balance. <laughs> Peyton Manning wasn't balanced. I, <laughs> I mean, was was Michael Jordan balanced? I think balance, I think it's a little overrated. You know what I'd rather be? Wildly passionate about my wife, about my job, about my uh, the volume. Uh, um, I, I think I'm really passionate. And as I've gotten older, I've pruned my tree. Like that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. But I don't think balance has ever made me happy. I mean, you, you tell me, are you, ha I'm happy today. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy because I'm at the place now where like all that I've been working for forever is finally coming to fruition, right? Like I've really just in the TV world and the radio world and the, it's right. like I'm finally getting the opportunity to pick what I want to do instead of I get to say no to things. Like how cool is that? I know I've never got to say no to things before, like real things. And I get to say no, and it's a weird thing to. But that to me, and I told my wife because she has a great family, and to her, family has yeah. always been a bit. But I didn't have a dad, I didn't have a mom, and so I've just had yeah. my career. And so now I'm, you know, you're trying to figure. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how in the world do I bat. And balance doesn't mean 50-50, but how in the world do I balance this at all? And I look at someone like you who's able to crush it professionally, and I hear you talk about your wife and even your kids, and it's like, dang, how does he do that? So I guess, if anything, I'll, I'll send you a bill for this therapy session when this is over. <laughs> but but you know you know who never seems happy to me? Ski bum, poet, web designer, part-time artist, <sighs> A million things that are not a mile deep on any of them. If you're if you're totally invested in your wife and totally invested in your career, and then you have a really great charity, and then you have a couple of kids, what a life! Or do you have when you're into those? I mean, balance is one of those sort of like ethereal, sort of nebulous things. It's like I live a balanced life. No, I sleep for seven. Uh, I work for six. Uh, I nap and listen to music for one. I work out for one. I eat for two. I'm into all of those things when I'm doing them. I don't sit around worrying about balance. What I worry about is enjoying the the time I have in the moment doing what I'm doing. And if it comes out as balance, but there are some days I don't do much work. Uh, you know, once the football season ends, I get three-day weekends. I don't even think about work. So, and then there are other times during the football season, I'm, you know, my Sundays are a work day. So I think sometimes people, it's like FOMO, fear of missing out. There's this 
fear of lacking balance will create a new FOLB, uh, fear <laughs> of lacking balance. I don't think that many people have balance, and I don't think perfect balance makes anybody happy. Let's go back to a job that you had early on that at the time seemed tough, but you look back and you're like, dang, I actually learned a lot there. You know, I, I did play-by-play the home games, I did play-by-play for, for Division II Henderson State University. And then um, on the road, I had to do play-by-play in color because we couldn't afford to send two people out in the crew. And that was it was really hard. But I look back and I'm like, man, I really learned a whole lot there. Uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, doing a radio show. I learned a whole lot because I had to do everything. When you look back at your career, what was that job or a couple jobs for you where really difficult, but you're so thankful you had them because of everything that you, you developed? Well, my first job out of college was... Um, really doing an inning of play-by-play for Las Vegas. You say an inning? Um, I did it just an inning. They, I had to sell, and they would give me one inning of play-by-play. If I, I was like 22. <laughs> so the guys around me were like 38, 40. They were been doing it for years. They probably resented me. And it was hard because I wanted to be on the air more. Um, so I had to do sales all day, and then I would do prep, and then I would do an inning and save my tapes and – I mean, my my I spent like seven, eight years in Vegas, a couple in sales, a couple doing an inning, then a TV station hired me. Vegas was a grind. It took years off my life. Um, it was really, really hard. I didn't have a lot of money for probably the first five, six years, child of divorce. So I went into the city broke. I was broke for about five, six years. I mean, had no money um, and was working nonstop, inning of play-by-play, doing sales. Then a local TV station hired me. I did an internship, turned into a weekend sports job. Um, but I will tell you this, um, I needed other people and there were a lot of beer and chicken wing nights with TV people and radio people. And as you and I get more successful, I think we'll just sort of naturally have fortresses around us, right? You have the agent and you have the bosses and you don't deal with the day to day because you're going to start, you're making so much money for the company now. And hopefully I am that, you know, we are two of the people at the company that are, you know, businesses thriving. And so th- this is where I wanted to be. But those journey years for me, I have such good memories. All the mistakes, all the dollar chicken wings. Um, I was a more social animal then. I'm, I'm probably less social now because it's more about family and business. So those years, I have very six, seven years, very fond Vegas memories. The mob was still in Vegas then. It was, it was a different town than it's very corporate now. I feel like I got to see the old. It, it was transitioning old Vegas, like the movie Casino. You know that was just ending, and then I went to Vegas, and it was starting with, with instead of like a guy owning a casino, it was the Hilton, it was the MGM, it was. You know, so I felt like I was in a transition stage in Vegas, and I feel so lucky that I lived through that. I got on a Southwest flight once, and Barry Switzer was on the flight. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. Barry Switzer, who's from Arkansas, near where I'm from. Yeah. Um, obviously, he coached Oklahoma with Cowboys, but he's he's an Arkansas guy like me. And I flipped out. And I, I think pro- we're both probably pretty jaded now when it comes to celebrities yeah. because we know they just happen to have a skill that culturally we deem a little cooler than the rest. It just so happens right. their skill is deemed cooler. And so yeah. at this point, I don't get starstruck by many folks, and I would assume it's the same for you, but who have you met in the last few years at, where you're just like, this is so freaking cool, I, I get to meet and talk with you? Well, I'm always amazed. A lot of people watch sports shows or see my clips. And I think that the funniest story was uh, – 
I was feeling Keith Oberman had a show on ESPN years ago and he, he took a couple days off. And so they called me and said, would you do Keith's show? It was a TV show in a New York setting. So I drove to New York, stayed the night and I did the show for a couple of days and he doesn't like college football much. So they said, Hey, we want to put some college football on the show. Uh, let's uh, Con- Condoleezza Rice is a big fan of college football. I was like, Oh, awesome. Um, and so I pre-taped the interview with Condoleezza Rice, right? That you put into the show and it looks live and you tape it for 12, 15 minutes. You use 11 of it or 10 of it. And so like here, we can see each other on a screen and I'm like, um, three, two, one, three, two, one. And all of a sudden I hear this, the herd. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, she goes, Oh, I listen to you every morning on the treadmill. And I'm like, um, you're running the country. Stop that. Stop that right now. Don't do that. And we sat and talked about things for about 10 minutes. And that was like one of those, this is really, really cool. Um, that That's one that really jumps out to me. And then I've had, um, you know, something I like. Um, this football season, I've been interviewing Sean Payton, Saints coach, for 30 minutes on Mondays. And he comes into the studio. And we talk before he goes on the air, then during it, and then often after. And I'm still a kid. I'm so fascinated by how his mind works about football. I That is my happy zone. Talking football with one of the five smartest offensive guys ever. And he's telling me stuff on the air, then off the air. Bobby, that to me is, that will never, I could be 90. That I've had these conversations with Jimmy Johnson off the air in the green room when I used to do the Sunday show for Fox. And I would just pepper him with questions. And Bobby would tell me the hurricane days and the Dan Marino stories and the Dallas stuff that you can't say on the air. That to me is when I'm just jaw dropping in awe of, of what I do for a living. I'm like, nobody's, this is the coolest thing in the world right now talking to Jimmy Johnson about the Miami hurricane days. And I can't tell any of these stories on the air. (laughs) (laughs) That's those are the best stories. I get those a lot too. And I'm like, one day I'll be able to share this. And because, you know, in this industry here, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes down that's very interesting and very entertaining. But it's also the shady stuff that you can't share. And so I know, well, well, you know, Bobby, when I when I when I started in this business. I tell people this. In my 20s and early 30s, if I had information, I wanted to make sure everybody knew I had information. Now I'm in my 50s. I have to bury information because I've built up all these sources through the years and they tell me stuff and I can't let it out. And so I'll never write a book on it. I'm not going to do a Geraldo and write a book, you know, at the end of my career. So I find that early in my career, I was like, Hey, I got information. I want to tell you now, like you, you you have sourcing, you want to be close to people. You want to be trusted. And I don't say stuff. I got a lot of information that I, that I, that I can kind of use on the air as a direction or a or starting point on a story, but I, I'm so glad there are people out there that trust me, like GMs, um, you know, players, and they know I'm not going to burn them. Um, but that's the that's the part of my job. Like you, you and I will have this closet, this little black book <laughs> of stories that that'll never get out. But that is one of the great things about our job: that information and that proximity to people that they trust us. And I. I really appreciate that. We're going to pause this interview with Colin Cowherd for just a second, but okay, let's talk about DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
We're talking touchdowns, big plays, bigger wins. And if you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. And you get 200 bucks in free bets if they do. Check it out, too. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. More smiles than frowns. Am I right? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code BOBBYSPORTS. Put it in. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay, back with more from Colin Cowherd. I want to roll through a few current questions for you real quick and then... I uh, just appreciate your time. Uh, Matt Rule in Carolina, what, what was the issue there? Well, in college football, the coach is 70% of it. He's the GM. He chooses the players. He develops them. He builds the staff. There is no owner. So if you go look right now in the SEC, Lane Kiffin's really good. So is Nick Saban. So is Kirby Smart. Their teams are good, right? Doesn't The quarterback isn't as big a deal. I mean, Miss Ole Miss just lost a quarterback, and they went and found another quarterback. It revolves around Saban um, or or Lane Kiffin. In the Pac-12, best coach, probably Lincoln Riley or a Chip Kelly. Well, the teams are good. In the NFL, it's not 70% the coach. It's 70% the quarterback because the coach doesn't choose the players. And Matt never got the right quarterback. Darnold to Baker, neither good enough to elevate a rebuilding roster. So in the NFL, you get Josh Allen, you're just going to win games. You get Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Burrow, you're going to win a lot of games. And, I mean, uh, Belichick won with Brady, Arians won with Brady, Todd Bowles is winning with Brady, right? Like the coach becomes less significant. So I just think Matt never got the guy at quarterback. You think he goes to Nebraska or one of these colleges, or you think he sits out a little bit? Well, what I would do, I first of all, he's going to get a big check. I would go golf for about four or five months. <laughs> um, Wisconsin and Nebraska, I think, are B jobs. I think Oklahoma is an A minus job, but it's a good job. Um, but Oklahoma's not open. I think. Well, I mean, Venables, he's going to get three years, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oklahoma, listen, you're moving into the SEC. You can't mess around here. I mean, go look at the SEC right now. Kentucky is now good. Um, I mean, look how much better you feel about Arkansas's roster today. And they're battling every week. It's just hard. A&M now recruiting. Bama, Ole Miss, Florida, may, Billy Napier may be the right coach. I mean, South Carolina is going you to be pretty way, good. Who's that? South Carolina is going to be pretty good, too. Like, so you you can't go into a conference on back-to-back terrible seasons, depleted rookie. Remember, the transfer portal, Bobby, is great if you're USC and building. It's terrible if you're Oklahoma and reeling. Kids aren't going to stay around forever, especially the offensive players. So I think you let Venables, you figure out the rest of the year, and if it doesn't work, you pivot to offense, you get Matt Rule. Um, we all know this in our business, right? If you make a mistake, own it. 
don't double down on it. Pivot out of it fast. I think they I think they whiffed on Venables. And it happens. Great programs do this. Two final questions. What do you think the biggest issue is in Denver? And I know Russ has what they said today, like uh, an injury, a shoulder injury. Is it Russ? Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it a combination? Or are there really no problems? They're just figuring it out. Well, I, I do think the labrum, you know, the, the lat injury is something. He went from one of the great deep ball throwers in the league to horrific in one off season. So that doesn't make sense. Also, Nathaniel, 70% of coordinators, 70 to 75% college and pro either fail or bomb. Venables looks like a bomb. Um, you know, you guys at Arkansas got a guy that does work. Kirby Smart has worked, but how many, how many of Saban's guys didn't work? How many of Belichick's guys haven't worked? And they had this proximity to brilliance. So, you know, my takeaway on Nathaniel Hackett is between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, Bobby, what did he really do in Green Bay? Right? Like if if Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator goes to Oregon, he may work, but doesn't Kirby run the defense? Really? So, I mean, I I'm going to trust Russell Wilson in his 10-year career, his Wisconsin career, his North Carolina State career over Nathaniel Hackett. So I'd say it's an 80-20 Hackett problem today. My final question is, back to your career and in, in, in your early days, who was the first person that actually expressed to you, and you believed them, that you could be great? Um, so I was – I had worked in Vegas for seven years, and then I got a job in Tampa doing weekends. And to supplement my income, a local Rob Weingartner, I think is his name, Rob Weingarten, he was a program director at a sports talk radio station in Tampa. And he had seen me on TV and he said, I got this old guy, Hubert Mizell. He was a sports writer, the late Hubert Mizell, a good friend. He goes, I want to couple you with him in the mornings. I said, that'd be awesome. So we did it. And I had been doing it for about six months. And one day Rob came in and Rob said, hey, you got a phone call. Um, I want you to call this guy back after the show. He's a sports talk radio consultant. His name is Rick Scott, Seattle based. So I did the show with Hubert. Hubert was very funny. We got along great. And the show was over and I, I called this guy back. And Rick Scott was in town. I think he, he was, you know, at that time, Bobby, and still is, there was like two or three sports radio stations in town. And he had seen me the night before on TV. And he said, uh, you don't know who I am. He says, quit television. You are going to be the Rush Limbaugh of Sports Talk Radio host. And I went, <laughs> what do you mean? And he said, I've heard everybody in the country. He goes, quit television. He goes, I'm going to call you in about three months, four months, keep working at it. And uh, blah, 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 blah. A while later, a few months later, so that was the first person that ever said anything. And I was just like, you know, because I didn't listen. I didn't listen to everybody else. I didn't know what everybody else sounded like, except the people in Tampa. They were fine. And then a few months later, um, I was sending out TV tapes. And uh, another guy called me, uh, Bruce Arena, ran a station in Portland. And he said, I got a call from Rick Scott. And I was told, hire you. <laughs> he goes, I've never heard of you. And I've never <laughs> heard your tape. But I trust Rick, so you want to be my sports afternoon host. 
So that was my big break. But that was the first time. Um, you know, I thought, I, you know, like you, Bobby, I thought I was a hard worker and I was talented and I, I cared about it and I was invested in it. But nobody had ever said, hey, you could do this. And it really inspired me. It was really inspiring to me. It was just like, wow. I almost felt like, okay, this guy knows this industry way better than I do. I don't want to disappoint him. So it made me work harder. You know, before Sports Talk Radio, when I first started was, I was a TV guy, and I just liked talking. And Hubert Mizell was very funny, and he had this sort of Southern charm, and I just liked him. We were like the same stuff. We laughed a lot. Um, but it didn't pay at all back then. And, 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 and it just wasn't as formidable, like with iHeart as it is now. It just, it just wasn't, I think Rome was Jim Rome was just starting and it just wasn't that it wasn't the industry that it is now. So that was it. That was the first time somebody said, but you could potentially be something pretty cool. Well, this is one of those moments for me that I mentioned earlier where it's just freaking cool to be able to hang out. So thanks for being so generous with your time. Been a massive fan forever and I'll just continue to be a massive fan. And that's that's it. So thanks, Colin. And hopefully one day I'll see you in real life. Bobby, um, you are beloved at the company. Your <laughs> career is on fire for a reason. Musically gifted, verbally gifted. You have earned all of it. And um, you're one of the easiest guys in our business to root for. So I'm really happy for you. Thanks, Colin. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for the time, buddy. Whether you're out getting gas and cringing at that pump, maybe you're at your favorite restaurant and you see that eye pop and check. Guess what? That's inflation, and it's hurting us all, including myself. Hey, it's Kickoff Kevin. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, dines out, which I'm pretty sure we all do at some point. But with every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. I know when I go out and I swipe my card, I put the little chip in the card reader, whatever it may be, I'm getting cash back. So, and it all works out great for me. And to get started, you can download the free Upside app. Just use my promo code 25whistles and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card. And guess what? You get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code 25whistles to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code 25whistles. All right, awesome. Super pumped, Colin. Thanks for coming on the show. That was really cool. There was a picture I mentioned before on Colin's Twitter where he was having dinner, and he's like, hey, Kim Kardashian's in the restaurant, and the guy sitting across from him is like Kevin Legrette, who is the guy who orchestrated this whole deal, who I'm super close to in the company, and Kevin's signing the check. But the picture was of Kim Kardashian. (laughs) But I see Kevin, who I talk to four times a week right there, and so we have, you know, that connection. And uh, I don't know if Kevin's listening. He says he listens to all of them. Kevin, if you're listening, you text me right now. And write it. Only write the word Rumpelstiltskin. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's all. This is the test. Just text. I don't want you, any other message. Just text Rumpelstiltskin and push send. That's all. Because when I saw him in Vegas, he said the same thing. Yeah. Like, Man, listen to every single. And he said kickoff Kevin like his favorite. Yep. Love it. And I'm like, bro, what? what, what I don't like, like that part. Chop liver. Nope. I was like, yo, he can be like second favorite. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Uh, the protester that ran on the field and guy hit. L.A. Yeah, Wag- Wagner popped him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he had a concussion. They're wanting you to feel sorry for him. He's, I don't know, just going to sue or, eh. like, 
nobody police has, report. Nobody has any sympathy for him, right? I'm just no, making sure. No, no, no. Because no, sometimes no, no, my no. temperature's not the same as everybody else's. No, no. But I have zero sympathy for him because he did all of that to himself. Yes. He ran on the field with a pink flare in the middle of a game while it was happening and wanted attention. You know what you got? Attention. Mm-hmm. Loud, hard attention. <laughs> and it hurt. And that's what happens. You walked into the lion's den and the lion bit you and then ate you and then you're, you're upset. You're like, well, dude, what's up with that lion? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, you went in. Yeah. So I have no sympathy for him. So we're going to move off of him. No, he should get no money. Actually, he should have to pay money, mm-hmm. a fine. Totally. I like that. You, Absolutely. We don't know if you have a knife or a bomb or a gun or if you're going to pull out your pecker. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. no one wants and so that. you can't do that. A pecker's a funny word. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Thank you. It Thank comes you for to me naturally. It it's organic. Pecker's a funny word. Now we're going to get to the guy that walked out, I would say darted in front of Devontae Adams. <laughs> you're going to sound like a lawyer now. Justice. Now... I am not popular opinion on this. And you guys had the opinion, the, the, the opinion most people had because that was the shot that was seen. It looks like he really shoved him and out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. And if you guys have gone back that way, that's fine too because the narrative is Devontae Adams is a bad dude and shouldn't have done that. That's the narrative. But the video that I showed you guys is all I need to see. Do I think he was upset? Absolutely. But do I think that dude darted right in front, like a half a step he was going to hit him anyway. Reg- yes, regardless. I think a little bit of Adams was like, yo, bro, what happened? Like, get off me. But it wasn't, he didn't see him standing there and walk in to shove him out of the way. Yeah. Justice for Devontae Adams. Yes. And I said, and I kept getting, not a good look, bro. Oh, you know the, be- the, the best, worst thing that was said? Somebody was trying to insult me and they said, a classic rich people stay together. Whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, you think I'm rich? <laughs> You're Devontae rich? Yeah. No. <laughs> But the person on Twitter was like, yeah, of course, which people say together. And I was like, I'm confused. Is this a compliment or an yeah, insult? That's weird. And so it was awesome to have to have that said about me. So thank you. <laughs> um, did, did the camera guy, did he sustain any injuries? Yeah. I, um, I he, didn't see that. He filed, so the police report is not a full like misdemeanor thing. It's like a city ordinance type thing where it's a little bit of fine. Um he says he did, but he went to the doctor on his own, yeah. like yeah, private. He's fine. Yes. He hopped right up. He's yeah. Not that you can't get in an accident and your neck hurts a few days later, but even most of those are fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most. Totally. Yes. So I steal him justice for Dante, man. Yeah. He's going to have to be uh, suspended now because the outcry is so loud. But if you saw from that perspective, the video that was just a random phone that happened to catch it, the dude, it's like if I'm driving a car. And there's not a crosswalk. And I'm driving and somebody walks in front of me. And I hit him. And you're like, bro, why'd you run him over? Yeah. Let's say I'm leaving my, my uh, let's say I get in a fight with Eddie. And I'm leaving Eddie's house and I'm pissed. Eddie just beat me at PlayStation. And I'm leaving and I'm pissed and I'm upset. <laughs> Realistic. And I'm so, no it's not. And I'm so <laughs> irritated. And I'm driving home like, oh, dang, man. And somebody darts in front of me and I hit him. And you're like, well, yeah, of course he's pissed. So he ran into that person that crossed the street. Yeah. No, no, I couldn't. The person jumped right in front of the car. And so that's a lot of what, I swear to God, that's what happened. Let me you tell can you, see it. Let me tell you a true story. I was walking my dog a few years ago at night and I was on the sidewalk and there was a guy unloading groceries from his trunk. He didn't see me. I was behind him and I came behind a, like, it was just a bush blocking us. But I saw that there was someone there, so I wasn't scared. He heard my dog, and he turned around and put his hands up like he was going to punch an attack. And I was like, whoa, dude, I'm just walking my dog. He's like, holy sh- dude, you scared me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to. And he goes, oh, it's all right. I almost, dude, I almost punched you. That's crazy. 
that's a reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I surprised him. It was a reaction. Mm-hmm. This dude darted right in front of Dante right Adams. Right in front of him. He's, he reacted. Get out of my way. What's he doing crossing right then anyway? Yeah. Like, what are you exactly. Doing? Split, split, second, split second reactions like that, especially when a player's coming off the field. I mean, the, the guy's the guy just lost the game. But it's not even about He's, the loss. Honestly, he jumped. He could have been walking off after a win. Like, yeah, it just the guy. Ju- yeah. There was no time. Would the narrative have been different? You think if they won? Yes, of course it right? would. Have been. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely it would have been. But also, I don't think Devontae's head would have been down. He wouldn't have been because yeah. part of that too was he wasn't looking. He lowered, lowered his head, mm-hmm. and by the time he did look up, he's right there, and he's like, "Oh!" and he throws his arms out. Mm-hmm. So he called it targeting. Mm-hmm. So okay. it, it was clean. It was a clean hit. <laughs> I I'm upset because. I don't know why. It just feels like it's injustice. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm not. I'm not a big Raiders fan. I'm not a Devonte Adams fan. I don't not like Devonte Adams. I've heard nice things about him as a person. Heard great things about him as a person. So, but now he's going to be suspended for a couple games, probably. Uh, it yeah, appears that, that apology isn't enough. Uh, Devonte Adams let his emotion get the best of him. The story says he shoved a photographer to the ground. I don't feel like that's fair. Uh, he apologized. I feel like the apology was even forced. I think he would have apologized differently. If he would, they would have let him. Been like, that guy stepped in front of me. I didn't mean for that to happen, and I hate that it happened. But I didn't do that. But they were probably just trying to, you know, stem it quickly. But the police report, NFL's investigating. La la la. Anything you want to say to wrap this this part up? I think justice for Devontae is what I think. Right there with you. And other camera guys have said, "Hey, you're going to give us a bad look. What are you doing, dude?" And he was uh, freelance for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. Uh, why don't we do? I saw Brady bought a pickleball team now. Yeah. Did he really? Uh-huh. Brady and Kim Clijsters together. Oh, wow. After LeBron just bought one to mm-hmm. doing a big pickleball special on CB. I'm telling you, it's, it's the thing. We, I've been playing for a while. I love it. I, hit, uh, I told you Jake Owen. I was like, dude, why don't we buy a pickleball team? I don't know how much it costs, but let's just see. <laughs> That'd be cool. We have a little group of folks. Me, Jake, Brett, Eldridge, uh, Morgan Evans. You know, there's a big kid rock plays a bunch. Big pickleball group here in town. You guys should all buy a team. I don't know that all of us would. Man, you go into business with Kid Rock? It could. You could pitch it to Jerry. That's right, Jerry. There you go. Uh-huh. Jerry, let in, me tell in, you about in the this. chopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. They're buying pickleball teams, professional pickleball. I don't know how much the teams cost, but it's probably more about the league letting you buy it and then secondly, funding it. Yeah. Which is a big part of it. But I would get him with Jake. Jake's rich. Yeah. All right, Jake. Barefoot Blue Jean. Play it again, <laughs> and we have a little more money for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's do the game you're most excited about this week. Let's go over to you, Kevin. Tennessee, Bama, all day. I can't wait for this game. I haven't been this excited for a game in a while, especially regular season. I just want to see if Tennessee is the real deal. They get to play at home. There's no excuses. You know, Bryce Young, whether he's banged up or not, that place is going to be rocking. I'm jealous of everybody that's going there. It's going to be a great game, and I can't wait. And even if they lose, they can still prove to be the real deal, honestly. You don't have to win to be the real deal. Not when it's Alabama you're playing. The number the two this week, right? Georgia flipped them again. They're, yeah. Aren't they going back and forth? Yeah. Um, you know, they, you can play close, play a really good, strong game, and still be, oh, wow, that's the real deal. Now, remember, you can lose and have a loss and still go play in the SC Championship, win that. Mm-hmm. You can lose in the SC Championship and still go play for the National Championship. We've seen that. So I think real deal isn't winning. You'd love to win if you're them, obviously. But real deal is... Just really playing and showing that you deserve to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Eddie, game. Um, I'm, I haven't picked the Cowboys yet, so I'm gonna. If you want to hit the alarm, you can. But the Cowboys and the Eagles is my game of the week. Like this is. I think that's a big game for everybody. Yeah. Meaning just watching. So yes, you are biased, but I think I that's, a, that's a massive game. Yeah. I've been very careful though not to pick the Cowboys every week because obviously that's the one I'm looking forward to every week. Me too. 
I'm, I'm just a big Cowboys fan, you I know. know dude. How, how them about boys? Cowboys? How about them boys? <laughs> Adam? Uh, surprisingly, I find myself watching more and more Big 12 football this year, uh, kind of kind of randomly because it's so up in the air. Um, the teams are better than what I think everybody thought. Uh, I'm excited to see Oklahoma State TCU this week. Uh, TCU looks really good. Oklahoma State, um, they've got they've got some weaknesses, but still playing great offensively. Uh, I think that's just going to be a lot of fireworks in that ball game. It's going to be, and it, it, it's. I think that's going to tell you who wins the Big Twelve that game right there. Uh, I, I, I'll go with the Bills and yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, because I feel like somebody has to, and it's just going to be awesome. That's the rivalry. We love yeah. rivalries, and it's not somebody to hate. You don't hate either one of the quarterbacks. It's it's crazy. Oh, There's, I love them both. Yeah, yeah. they're not hating. You're right. I know. It, Damn. I know. I'm it's like trying to. It's like that's why I, I never watched Iron Man versus Captain America because I liked them both. <laughs> Same. This thing is here. that, but. You know, I'm going to bet on one of them. If I was able to bet on one, Captain <laughs> yeah. America or Iron Man, I probably would have. But I think that's good. Uh, you know, just biasly, the Arkansas-BYU game is interesting because yeah. we can win that and still have a better season than last year. And we had a great season last year. So that would be interesting. Go to, we've never been to Utah to play. And so that would be that would be fun. I think we're going to have Rocket Sanders on next week who's leading the SEC in rushing. Oh, nice. Who nice. is yes. He, Arkansas's running back, but he's the number one rushing uh, guy in the SEC right now. I know, Monster. I've met Rocket. You have. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. All right. All right. <laughs> dude, All right. He would have come on this week, but they're playing BYU. And I was like, dude, you got a bye week next week. We'll, yeah. we'll get you on maybe Monday or Tuesday of next Perfect. week. So we'll do that. So that game I'm super pumped about. Mike, any games specifically that you care about, you, you're excited about? Cowboys for sure. Yeah, I figured. Although I'm going to a Post Malone concert that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to watch it on my phone. Uh, and they'll be, well... He's what? a big Cowboys fan too. Oh, maybe he he'll have it on. Behind him. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, but what will that be on? Peacock? That's Sunday night. So that's just NBC. regular TV, NBC. ESPN? NBC. NBC Peacock. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay, okay I don't know that same. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's Sunday night, right? Peacock. Yes. Yeah, but I have Hulu Live, so I can watch it. Oh, you can? Okay. Hey, we're playing the Opry. Yeah, but we play at 9th. Exactly. You're right. We're doing a private show. So, Here's the thing, though. We're, we're only doing three, three songs. I love it. In and out. Quick. Mm-hmm. Can I take my phone on stage? Mm-mm. Only okay. three songs. All right. Walk off after each song. Maybe we can plan it to where it's halftime. <laughs> we don't really like to plan it. They hired us to come out there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to Adam's stats in just a second. Let's do first, I'll do my parlay of the week. Yes. Right More there. smiles and frowns. They, When you guys bet this on the DraftKings app, it does a lot for this show, honestly. If you go and you click that thing and you bet it, it does help us. It makes them go, wow, people actually care. And so if you go over to DraftKings on Saturday morning, they usually put it up there in that top little scroll. Go bet the 25 whistles one if you want to bet the parlay because that helps us. And you don't have to. You don't have to bet it at all. But if you do, we, that would help us. And if they like us, we get to keep... You keep doing the show. We only got 25 episodes, and then we're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so a uh, reminder, 25 Whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action now. Here's my parlay of the week. We got three games. First of all, we're going Alabama minus seven at Tennessee. Everybody's betting on Tennessee and taking the plus seven. I ain't doing that. I'm going Alabama. The Tide are going to roll. That's game number one. Game number two, Oklahoma State. They're getting three and a half points. I'm taking Oklahoma State at TCU. I know TCU's been rolling too, but I'm taking Oklahoma State. I'm taking the three and a half points, although I'm tempted to take the money line because I do think Oklahoma State's going to win. I ain't going to do that just in case they don't. Finally, Arkansas over BYU. Right now, it's pick them. It may be one, one and a half either way by the time you see this on Saturday. But I'm going with Arkansas money line. Wherever the money line is, 
take Arkansas on the money line because they're going to win. They're going to go to BYU. Arkansas's back as far as they got the quarterback back. They're bigger. They're stronger. Yeah, they got to go to Utah. That is, at times, a tough place to play, but luckily it's at 2.30, not at night. Okay, so those are your games. More smiles than frowns. Alabama, minus 7, or 7.5, or 8. I think they'll win by 10. Oklahoma State, plus the points, and take Arkansas money line. Those are your three games. Make a lot of... Make a lot of smiles. That's all I can say. That's right. More smiles than frowns. Go get it. More smiles. Yes. That's what we say here. We are on the parlays officially. Remember parlays. These are multiple games in one. Four and one. That's 80%. That's that's bizarre. It's lovely. It's crazy. I will bet your parlay, but man, the last couple weeks, I've been doing these crazy 12, 13 gamer parlays, and I've been missing like three out of all the games. And I'm thinking, God, make some serious smiles. If I would just bet these just straight up, $5, $10 a game, whatever. Why, why don't you? So I might do that this week. Because it's just scary because you're putting more money out there. Why don't you do a dollar on every NFL game or whatever you're going to do and just see how you turn out? Yeah, dollar. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can make up to like $15. But what I like about those dollar big parlay bets is like you put a dollar down, you win like four grand. Sure. That's what I like about yeah, those. Yeah, but what you, what, what you don't like is you never win. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. I get so close. That's where they get you. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Uh, if you want to take the 25 Whistles parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Uh, follow the 25 Whistles Instagram account. We we work over there. Reed does a good job at making videos and cutting this up and putting stuff up, and that's the deal. So please follow us at 25 Whistles. All right, it's time for Adam Stats. Adam Stats. Adam has all your stats for you. Adam Stats. Josh Allen accounted for all 12 of the Bills' offensive touchdowns going into week five. Every touchdown that the Bills scored going into week five. So no single running back touchdown? No single single running back scored a touchdown for the Bills until this last week uh, when rookie James Cook got his first NFL touchdown. Uh, 26 yards there in garbage time in the blowout win over the Steelers. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That he's either running it himself or throwing it at the single... There's another guy that scored. And I have Singletary. That's what I was going to say. Singletary's not... Mm -hmm. And was... Draft? What did you get? Fourth, fifth round? Something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Oh, I, I still have uh, Moss, too, is sitting there. Um, mm. But I don't think, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought he was going to be really good coming out, but nothing's really happened there. That's either. an interesting stat. Yeah, MV, MVP type stuff right there. Um, my other one is Mississippi State's Will Rogers, now the SEC's all-time completions record holder, passing Aaron Murray, who set the record in 2013. Um, Rogers currently leads the entire nation with 2,110 yards. Uh, the question uh, talking the answer head- system quarterback. All right, go ahead. What's the, what's the question? <laughs> uh, talking heads were really down on Mississippi State going into the year. Even though they had Will Rogers coming back, um, they had a really solid defense coming back. Um, but they were like dead wrong about Mississippi State. Which team is your favorite? Holy cow, we got that wrong story of the season. NFL or college? <sighs> the Giants. Yeah, four and one. And only because I don't know that we – Fully appreciated or understood the culture that that coaching staff Deval would bring, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So, oh, I think they were at five games in the year. Maybe they'd win five games, mm-hmm. six games. That one to me, that just comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was like, if you'd asked me, I'd have said they would have gone like three games. Mm-hmm. Because they have everything's the same, basically, except for the coaching staff, which yeah. we don't get to draft in fantasy. So we just hear other people talk about <laughs> it. And you knew he worked with Josh Allen. You knew he was Buffalo. You know all that. But what does that really mean, right? And you heard Cowherd say 80% of these coordinators go in and they, they flare out. And so. I think the Giants, for me, that's the first one that comes to mind. It's like, dang, I was wrong. Um, also, I think they're not winning a ton of games, but and just because they're local and I spent some time with the coach, Vanderbilt's fighting. Yeah. And they got a couple playmakers. Yeah. And so I don't know if I was wrong about them, but maybe my feeling was wrong in that, oh, it's classic Vanderbilt. Like, they, they'll sneak up and play you close. Yeah. Even the teams that they played ranked, I mean, outside of Bama, I guess, but um, they fought. Yeah, they, and they there's every once in a while they make a highlight, yeah. which is not because yeah. they don't have playmate. They never had playmakers. They ran it with Ole Miss mm-hmm. second half, but Eddie, I'm a little upset still at Vandy for not covering at Alabama, <laughs> so that one's still a little bitter in my heart. Um, <laughs> Boom, on, buddy. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, oh gosh, don't ring this again. But I'm gonna go Cowboys. Oh I mean, my god! <laughs> and I'm I'm including myself in this. He goes. I never pick up the Cowboys. And it's like <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> I'm including myself in this because when Dak went down, I'm like, well, there goes our season, really. Yeah. And I've, I'm a dumb, I'm a dumbass for saying that because look at us winning games with uh, Cooper Rush. So I think it's great. I'm happy to be here in this position saying that. So that's me, Cowboys. Kev? For me, it's the Broncos all the way. I don't know if it's like a Russell Wilson thing for me now. <laughs> I've got this like hatred towards him, but <laughs> their uh, buildup all offseason was like, they're going to be so good and so good in their offense and this and that and Nathaniel Hackett. And it's just been nothing but terrible. Yeah, it's interesting because Coward brought up Nathaniel Hackett too, and like, what did he really do? We don't know. He was with the great people that were great. Yeah. So did he, was he great too, or was he just with great people that allow? And then Russell Wilson, his injury is it, is that a? But yeah, the Broncos have been a big disappointment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the I think the Raiders too. I thought they'd be better. Them too. Yeah. Here's another miss for me. I thought Trubisky would be better. I did think he'd be six and a half out of ten instead of two and a half, which is what happened. I thought Trubisky yeah. would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. I'm I'm kind of with you uh, on your on your negative take on the question. I, all the hype about Texas A&M code of the season, I just thought there was no way they were going to even come close to living up to it. And I just am not a Jimbo Fisher fan. And so so watching them watching them lose the games that they've lost this year. Uh, <laughs> but you're, but they, you're saying you're sh- right here. You went. I knew they wouldn't, and then <laughs> no, they're no, not. No, no, no. Sorry. I, like the I'm talking the general hype from the season. Yeah. Uh, like everybody else thought that. I like I like seeing Texas A&M not live up to that hype. I really enjoyed that. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it sucks. They beat us. Oh, I, I know. I know. I still hear the clank in my dreams. All right, there you go, Adam Stats. Thank you very much. So we we're recording this on Thursday. I don't know the story about the Commanders and. I don't know. So Kevin was like, hey, you want to hear the story about the owner, Snyder? And I was like, I don't know about it. So just tell me live. By the time this comes out, this is probably a story everybody knows. But this is my reaction. Don't know what happened. Know nothing about it. I know a lot about Dan Snyder, but I don't know anything about this. Go ahead. Okay, so ESPN dropped a story this morning, and it all talks about Dan Snyder and how he hired private investigators and a law firm to, quote, blow up NFL owners and Commissioner Roger Goodell. What do you mean blow up? So, you know, they're all coming after him. They want yeah. him to sell the team. They, yeah, they, he's a so single owner. So he's basically turning it on them and saying, oh, you guys don't think I can find dirt on you? So he's... Jimbo Fisher, Nick Here Saban, part go. two. Yeah. Yeah. So he's hired PIs awesome. to go in 
and investigate it's on these awesome. guys. It's not awesome. It's an awesome story <laughs> yeah. for us to talk about. And find dirt on them. And he says, quote, the NFL is a mafia. All the owners hate each other. Damn. And then another owner says, quote, that's not true. All the owners just hate Dan. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. do we get a live NFL version? Well, they, they do have that. They have two. Oh, yeah. We the don't USFL. You're right. I don't even watch that. The, the other XFL word. is coming back. <laughs> this is like They're a, just not funded by Saudi money right. yeah. that we know yeah, that's of. True. That's right. true. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a drama series of that's, really rich people. That's a great show, though. Yeah. The owners and how it's so motivated politically. Mm-hmm. Not, not not politically climate, but you got to play politically with oh, each yeah. owner, all the drama. Listen, if they're coming out, I don't think Dan Snyder's a good dude. No. I think Dan Snyder's a bad owner. The DC fans, that sucks for you. You got a bad owner. All this. That being said, if you're going after somebody, but you don't expect them to come back, yeah, you're, you're being naive. So I'm not surprised by this. Right. It's funny it's out. As the drama, it's interview questions that people don't want to have to answer. That's hilarious. It's right in the brand of Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's go. I rub my hands together. I'm like, let's do what this is. It's holy, fun. Holy crap, guys! In the in the helicopter with Jerry there, you're like, <laughs> you better hope some stuff doesn't come out, and then we don't get to do it. Oh, oh man, okay, you're right. Don't Good point. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was already thinking, being in the helicopter and be like, hey, Jerry, Dan Snyder, crazy, right? Private hey, eye investigator. He, he was in the story too. They asked to interview him, but he said he didn't want to speak. Who did Jerry? Jerry. He's waiting for wait for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> saving up for a helicopter. Yeah, uh, our, our interview will break uh, all December the news. December 11th. <laughs> yeah, Dan Snyder, sleazy dude. Yeah. But if you know you go and you're trying to fight a bull, the bull's gonna for sure use his horns stab and you. take a couple stabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what's up. You know, thank you guys for being here. Final thoughts from everybody before we wrap her up today. Kevin. Final thought of the day. I watched a documentary on Netflix the other night. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. The Redeem Team one about the 08 Olympic basketball team, NBA, and how they had to redeem themselves from 04. I saw some clips on TikTok. I did not know that was a Netflix documentary series. I recommend it. It's uh, about an hour and 40 minutes. And just the two takeaways, so I won't give anything up, is the legend of Kobe Bryant just continues to grow when you watch that. And Coach K. You hear about how legendary he is, but you don't really know because he's a coach, not a player. You get to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that he uses and does, and it's awesome. That's cool. The Kobe stuff to me is weird. And I've seen a couple people talk about this. Like, the ruthless stuff that he would do, and it's very romanticized. But then one guy was like, man, they're, like, making Kobe seem like a hero. And he was doing, like, a parody. He's like, yeah, man, I remember playing Kobe once. I was 24, and I knew he meant business. And, you know, my mama died when I was eight. When I got on the court, Kobe said he had hired someone. It turns out Kobe hired someone to kill my mom when I was eight. So when I played him one day, he'd know I'd be sad. And they're like, man, that's how you know he's a leader. (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with you people? Like some of the Kobe stuff, he's just a dick. He was just a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He he knows it. A dick, because in his mind, the number one thing was winning. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, a dick. Mm -hmm. Like probably a bad dude. But because he won so much, we kind of go, Tom Brady, you don't want to hang out with him. Mm -hmm. I do. He probably don't. He probably, wouldn't want, to, sorry, he probably wouldn't want to hang out with you. What's <laughs> his loss? Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, you know, people that have that sort of mindset are just different people in general. And I'm not saying that we aren't all. I and mean, listen, I am as driven and as focused and probably people think I'm weirded in different ways. Do people think that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes, we do. My point is, uh, some of the stuff Kobe did doesn't seem like a very nice guy thing to do, you know? But hilarious when the guy's like, yeah, man. 
Kobe murdered a whole village. <laughs> but he did that to win. And then yeah, then he showed me a picture of it on his phone, and I was like, my cousin, he was in that village. He goes, yeah, I did that seven years ago because I knew one day I'd meet you on the street. <laughs> so dumb. He's like, man, he's a real winner. He knew what he was doing. Eddie, final thought. Uh, so we are a football podcast. Uh, guys, I don't know if you guys are excited the way I am. I saw a commercial pop up of football World Cup starting next month. I love the World Cup. Only if America's playing. They are playing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's something about waking up in the morning and a game being on at like, you know, on a Saturday at six in the morning or something. I I'm, I'm, I saw it and I got really excited because I just love the World Cup. I hate watching Premier League. I don't watch that crap. But World Cup time, I get pumped. You know, that morning sport thing, I'll save that for London NFL when I'm watching two terrible <laughs> NFL teams make me really interested. Yeah. 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 Or if America, United States is playing. Otherwise, I give like I don't I don't, I don't know what enough. I'm sure if I grew up in another country and was always and it was in my culture, I'd love it. But I just am not and don't and not me. Yeah, but, no. but World Cup, you are though. Just for the United States, just if we're ever US. out of it, I don't care anymore. No, I agree. So only the first that. two rounds, then probably. Yeah, I can't wait Easy. to watch Pele. <laughs> Brazil, <laughs> Pele. He's still in. No Pele, man, I Pele highlights. I think we play, lost Pele. Does he play for us? No. He oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Adam, uh, as a longtime Amazon Prime. Stock member and stockholder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, for the love of all that is good, please get us a good Thursday night game because I love watching Herb Street and Al Michaels call games. I think that's fantastic. But these uh, they've had some real stinkers this year, except for the the first the first game. Yeah, generally that Thursday night game is pretty weak. Like that's why they put it there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the London games are pretty weak. That's why they, even on Sunday, that's why they put them there. You know, last week was the first time in London there was two winning teams that played each other. But I don't think they meant for the Giants to ever win. Never. Like right. when they yeah, scheduled yeah. it, they that's don't schedule point. it because they think the Giants are going to be good. Yeah, they had no they idea. They usually, yeah. I bet the Packers are like, why are we going to London? <laughs> <Yeah>. my, my <laughs> we don't thing. have a Jaguar on our helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Did they pick the wrong team? Yeah. My favorite thing about that game was watching the British people in Cheeseheads trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. New why division, we... maybe, of teams in the NFL in the UK. That's the conversation. Yeah. Not just one team, because that'd be t- all with flying back and yeah. forth. But, but four teams out there. You know, the Amsterdams. And they have to fly here to play, and we have to yeah, fly there that's... to play? But unless they play for only a couple few, because if they're playing each other, their own divisions, yeah. a lot of those weeks will be there. But yes, they play each other twice. Or there's six games. There's a bye week. They have to fly here four. Ten. Other teams have to fly once. Man, if Amsterdam has to play San Francisco, like you've got to take San Francisco. <laughs> that jet lag is brutal. I thought you meant because they're both high as I know. I was gonna oh, say yeah. both teams are just floating yeah. through. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> one brings one from the other. <laughs> I'd like to commend Adrian Peterson. Uh, remember when he was injured, and I mean he bounced back through an ACL tear quicker than basically anyone and everyone ever at that level, and it, everybody else was compared to him. Like, wow, he's, uh, Adrian Peterson did it here. My bulldog just tore two ACLs. <laughs> he sure did. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yeah, he he knew him very well. He's not Adrian Peterson right now, but I have him on the regimen. I was looking to see what Adrian Peterson ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His training schedule. <laughs> We're gonna beat it. Yes. We're gonna beat it, and he's gonna be back in action quicker than Adrian Peterson was. Good man. <laughs> Love it. Stand, Stand rooting for him. Stand hopefully strong. win the rushing title of <laughs> South Nashville. <laughs> I mean, he's a bulldog. Yeah. It's a good chance. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, more like Mike Allsott than <laughs> yeah. Adrian Peterson. But all right, that's what's up. Thank you guys, uh, Kevin. You can whistle us. I did a great job, and you're not. Hey, I like you. Not wearing a hat. Good luck. Yeah, I had to change up on a little bit. Good, good my luck. whistle's in the other room, by the way. Here, Ooh. should I give my whistle? Why don't you just blow it? We'll say it's Kevin. All right, this is Kevin doing this. Okay. <laughs> wow, Kevin, that's a really weak whistle. That was weak, dude. Come on, give me you're more. The no, one that, that was you, buddy. You're the one that did it. Why were you? Why were your lips trembling before <laughs> you did it? <laughs> Why did you lick all around the rim and then stick it all the way in your mouth? 
<laughs> I've never seen one blow a whistle from it being in their throat. That's weird. Yeah, Kevin, that's hey, terrible. but you do what you do, buddy. That's uh, okay. Uh, thank you, guys. That's Kevin again. Hey, buddy. You all right? <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.